Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, it's your boy Dub C, and I am back with volume two of Dub C Speakeasy. And this time I have a, uh, a close friend, more like a brother. Um, we go way back, back in the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my man, <laughs> my man Joel, uh, one half of the super, super alcoholic bros, is here with me today. Um, if you recall from, I guess, shit, it's been a year and a half since I did a Speakeasy. Um, this is Damn, not like bars with. It's been that long, man. Damn. This is not like bars, rhythm, and beats. This is just um, this is my therapy, man. I like talking to people, especially people I find interesting, um, people I think uh, are good people, and you know, getting to share their stories, uh, share some of my stories, because um, I think that a lot of times that we go through things or we just live life, and we don't think that a lot of a lot of people out there have the same uh, the same thing, same same up, same down, same love, same hates. Uh, hates not a good thing though. Um, so this is why I do this. <laughs> yeah, Peyton's bad. <laughs> but yeah, this is why I do this, man. So um, yeah, Joel, introduce yourself, bro. Uh, name's Joel Crowder. Uh, retired Air Force. Man. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off like this. The first year I was out, I treated that shit like I got out of a bad relationship. And I was like, I was like kind of depressed, but it was like not as depressed as I was when I was in. But we'll talk about that later, which I realized I was depressed, depressed as fucking Air Force, yo. But um, yeah, man, it was like get out of a bad relationship. It was like I was just sitting there like, what the fuck? What did I did I do anything? What's my worth now? And yeah, with that and I mean. Emily was going through changes coming out here and trying to find a job and shit. So I had to like be there for her and like do my shit. So like during that time, I was just like, damn, what, what happened? But after I realized like, nah, I'm, I'm better now. Like I'm happier out of the air force. Cause well, one, you see like, I'm my creativity has, when I was in, it dropped bad. And seeing it now, and I'm just like, what? Where the fuck? Where would I have been? I think you've said it before. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, I, I, um, which is why I do this. It's like I try to find something to like stay creative. And I think when, when you're in a, um, when you're in the military, man, it, it sucks some of that creativity out of you. And like the moment you got out, and you started going to art school and doing your thing. And you were sending me stuff you were making. And I was like, damn, this dude had this talent the entire time. And this is the first time I'm seeing this level of it. Because I had seen you draw before. Yeah. But it was just like, I mean, leaps and bounds of how much better you got. And that's not a diss towards your your art because I think it's great. Like you just continually get better every time I see you do something, every time you post something. Um, the comic ship you've been putting out, it's – yeah, I, I can tell just from – uh you know, just being around you and just knowing you and just seeing your work over time and how much better you've gotten. You seem more comfortable. You seem happier doing even talking to you. sound happier. Yep. <laughs> Man. I mean, also we, we tell that too, because I've been smoking like a motherfucker since this, um, <laughs> <laughs> since this fucking quarantine, yo. Like, I, at first I was like talking to Emily about it. I was like, oh, uh, am I smoking too much? It's like, it's fucking quarantine. <laughs> you're doing what you're doing to cope. I'm like, bet. So, 
I pretty much smoke a lot now and half half my smoking, like I've been um just been like thinking about shit and most of that was like thinking about my time in the in the Air Force. Like fucking when I met you in Italy, I think that was shit. That was 2008. So that's 12 years ago. Almost 12 years ago. Yeah. Because I got there July 2008. Holy shit. Yeah. But damn. So yeah, you got there in 2008. So I got there in 2007 late, I think. Anyway, got there, you know, shit, shit was good. I, I knew the Benedictus from Beale and they were like my best friends and shit. They... Things were right there, and like more and more with the job, like just like draining you because you you saw the hours we we were working over there, yeah. dude. Dude, don't even get me started on the hours that not just you guys because you guys were working hard, but God bless, we worked a lot when we was out there. Too much. But and hold like, up, before you before you go before you go, I gotta tell this real quick story because right. yes, we did meet in Italy. You remember how we met in Italy? <laughs> yep. All right, so let me hey, tell the story. Hey, on GPS. <laughs> Listen, I have been on the base maybe a month, maybe, maybe two months. I don't know nobody. My wife ain't there yet. My kid ain't there yet. Um, I'm walking through the BX, and for those of you not familiar with the BX, it's like a, um, it's like the base Walmart, right? I mean, you know I mean, you go in there and buy like. You know, clothes and books and shit, right? So I'm walking through there. Some random dude rolls up on me like, yo, you William Scottman? Uh, me looking at my uniform like, yeah, <laughs> can I help you? <laughs> You're like, yeah, pay your GTC. <laughs> pay my government travel card. What the hell? Who are you? <laughs> I'd never <laughs> seen him. <laughs> we work in the same building. I'd never seen this man before in my life. <laughs> he ran up to me, pay your card. And he just walks off and I was like, and understand this, so I was a brand new NCO. I just put on staff sergeant, like I think maybe two months prior. He already had it on probably like a year or something like that. Maybe long. I don't know. Longer. So he ran, he ran <laughs> on me and I was shook like, oh shit, am I in trouble? What the fuck did I just do? And, and here we are 12 years later and we're like the best of friends. But this, right. you know, he ran up on me straight LA style. Pay your car. I'm like, all right, all right, damn. Um, it's How yeah. much is it? I got cash on me now. <laughs> I can go to that, ATM. <laughs> that was the best part about it. It was like 10 bucks or something like that. It was just like, yo, it was, they were on my ass about that fucking GTC shit. Like, uh, get people to pay this shit and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, I got to do this job and I got to go fucking work on security sensors. Uh, one of them's going to have to suffer and it's going to be a GCC card. And then... They started riding me about people, and they're like, hey, uh, get on these people about paying their shit. I'm like, all right. I don't... All right, fuck it. And I saw you. <laughs> Yo, after I saw you, <laughs> I was I was dying laughing after I saw you and did that. <laughs> Which is, it's still hilarious, but don't do that <laughs> shit to me. <laughs> don't do that shit. Hey, let, let's be real though, because if we was not on base, I probably would have punched you. Like, who are you talking to me? Like, <laughs> call me off guard. Go, like, am I getting robbed again? What the hell? <laughs> Yo, I, I did a lot of shit. I probably got should have got punched for, especially. 
Oh my God. All right. I didn't mean to cut you off and tell that story because that was no. probably one of like that's how we met. So that kind of starts off our relationship. And you'll understand that you listen to us talk a little bit, like how that that really is how relationship is. It's one big ass fucking joke. It's it's it's, <laughs> a, it's a running joke for twelve years. <laughs> Basically, like I think after that we we hung out again at a spin class at uh. Ah, uh, who the fuck was teaching that class? Ball I don't dude. remember. Eric. Yeah, yeah, his name was Eric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was when um, I'm about to get myself in trouble because uh, Diamond Dallas Gayhab got in the bike in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like stepbrothers. We looked at her. We looked at each other. Did we just become best friends. <laughs> 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 Yo, yeah. As soon as that happened, it was just like, "Oh, work." <laughs> like, since since then, it's been like, "What you come?" We moved to the to your old office. You basically just stayed in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny is how like um, we just became friends because I was sitting here thinking when I hit you up and I was like, "Yo, let's do the." Let's do the speakeasy. I want to do one. I want to do it in person, but I mean, the chances of me showing up to California anytime soon is slim to fucking done. Because one, we got the whole quarantine thing. Two, uh, I, I really, we'll get to this later. How I don't think California is that cool because of the places I've been in California. But anyway, um, <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking about. It, I was like, well, I remember when we first met, but how the fuck did we become friends? Like, I don't remember, like, it just kind of one day, I just, mm-hmm. before I knew it, you was at my crib eating Thanksgiving dinner with us. And <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? It was, I don't know. It just kind of went, it seems like a blur now. It, it's kind of crazy to think that it's been over a decade that we've known each other since, you know, the little run-in in the BX fucking 12 years ago. Right. And, like, I, I had to think about it too. I'm like, wait, it had to be because of wrestling and rap. Only two things I could think of. <laughs> Probably comic books. Probably. Uh, it definitely. It was definitely wrestling and rap. I don't know how we got in that subject because I think I think one of us said something about damn. This was before Batista turned heel, so I know it wasn't that. I don't even. I really don't remember. I don't either. Shit. Well, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> anyway, go, back to your uh, the, your story about you know uh, getting to Italy in the long hours and 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 all that fun jazz. Yeah. So, so yeah. Like I normally normally wherever I am, I try to like find an escape from work. Like some some people that I don't know from work, so I'm like, not have to talk about it and you know get my mind off the shit. There and it had that, and so it was just like, fuck, I'm just like, the time I was like, just depressed because all I was just thinking about was just fucking work. And I think around the time you came, started hanging around with a couple other people, which I won't name on here because because of things and people. I'll tell you about it later. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, yeah, then I started hanging out, hanging out the the cow bar just because it was like 
So if I could escape, plus it's like, oh, oh, it's close to the house and I could drink for cheap? Bad. I, I think I might have went to the cow bar in the three years that I was there five or six times. <laughs> Damn. And uh, at least two of those, you were there with me. <laughs> well, what I mean, and I think that's kind of part of like, uh, you know, our friendship and our, 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 we talk about what we have in common, but at the time, like you, you're kind of recently married. You've been married with three, four years now? Uh, be three in July, I think. Yeah, be three. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Congrats. Almost making three years. I've been married for 12. <laughs> <laughs> congrats. <laughs> Thank you. But I mean, at the time, I was a when I first got to Italy, I was newlywed. Uh, Samara wasn't born yet. Actually, she was pregnant with Samara. I found out she was pregnant with Samara when I got to Italy. So it wasn't. I was turning down. Like at that point, at, at that stage, it was like, all right, I need to chill. Like I got to be a dad and a, and a husband, and and I was trying to figure out how to not be the same cat I was in Korea, where all I did was drink and party and be like. You know, like a good husband and father, which I still haven't figured out yet. <laughs> it's, it's a learning process. It's a learning process, dude. Like it's a never-ending learning process. Um, but yeah, like I, I didn't go out that much. I think I went out in three years, maybe I'll say ten times total. And, and a lot of those times I was with Carolyn, you know. Um, but yeah, like. I do remember the cow bar, and we'll get to we'll get to that that two nighter we did the cow bar <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Man, <laughs> but yeah, start hanging out there, and I think I think after you got there, I think Matt got there, or it was the other way around. Did he get there after me? I thought he did. No, wait, because I feel like everybody left before me. Maybe he got there right before you did. I think I think he did. I think he did. Yeah. So, so somehow me and him started hanging out, which was, well, you know, being staff sergeant and your troop. But I mean, at the time, there was like very limited people to hang out with because, like, again, you you were just getting there. And everybody else is either married or Clark. <laughs> I like you said, or Clark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. So it was either hang out with my troop or hang out with Clark and be angry about everything and not really be angry about it. So, so somehow I ended up hanging out with him and I think... Every once in a while, hops in a pop up, but shout out to John. Yeah, shout out to John. This actually, this is the second uh, speakeasy that Jasmine brought up, but shout out to him. (laughs) (laughs) That that dude, when I say motherfucker, I mean, mean, he's a good dude. He's just funny as shit. That's my guy. I fuck with that. That's my guy. (laughs) He's another one of those dudes that, that while I was there just made me laugh when I was like, like, all right, I shouldn't be laughing right now because I'm like not in the best, not the best of worlds right now. But this motherfucker is making me laugh. But yeah, so yeah, I what made me realize how depressed I was there. Um, 
I re-listened to that uh, first Kid Cudi album, which is fire, by the way. <laughs> still. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, still fire. And I remember how much I listened to Solo Dolo. And I listened to it again. I'm like, damn, this song's depressing as fuck. What was wrong with me? <laughs> so, yeah, man, looking back on it, I was like, I was like super depressed there. Like, you and you, Matt, and like a couple other people were like, my sanity here, like for real, for real. Dude, let me let me tell you, like, I know a lot of people go, oh man, you guys were stationed overseas, you were in Italy, that's so great, you got the travel. Yeah, the traveling and shit is cool, but. Like you brought up, like, hey, like usually hang out with people that's not from work, like yeah. typically, right? Yeah. There, you're in another country, so you're not hanging out with people not from work unless you speak the language. And like, I know where you stayed, and I know where I stayed, and I had to talk to my neighbors in Spanish, the little bit of Spanish I didn't know because I didn't know Italian, and like I had to like kind of, you know, what I mean, like figure it out with them to have a short conversation pretty much how you doing you know how's your kids type shit because you're in a foreign country you don't speak the language you don't know the culture you're learning the culture you know what i mean it's tough and another thing people don't think about is uh where italy is on the hemisphere of the fucking earth the winters is dark like (laughs) like I, i i swear we had daylight from Oh, you gotta be at work at seven thirty. Sun's up. Oh, you get off at four thirty. Sun's going down. You, know I mean? yeah. <laughs> you didn't get any daylight. <laughs> if you went outside for lunch, maybe. If oh it was my god, man! It, I mean, <clears throat> that's something me and Carolyn talk about, like how you get borderline depressed, not because you know you're away from your family, your friends. It's kind of hard to meet people there, um, but the fact that the just the way daylight works over there is is different like and then yeah i, I definitely i definitely understand because um i spent my first six months there um you know no family i had this big ass house you 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 were at that house so you know how big that damn house was yeah, and that big ass house by myself solo dolo was my anthem because that was me we <laughs> 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 singing that shit be echoing through the house <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you saw how big my apartment was. Like, <laughs> I was there by myself, and like, it was one of those places that the landlord's like, uh, "We'd rather single people live here." Like, why? It's a lot of room, dude. Your apartment was huge. Like, that was a big ass apartment. <laughs> it was cheap too. <laughs> I was shocked how cheap it was. But yeah, man. I mean, other than that, and like, you already brought up the long hours in Italy, like. And not just the long hours, but the on call. Yeah, it was like it was like either well, especially towards the end there for me, it was like every other week I was on call, and that didn't make it any better because <laughs> it was like either me, Matt, or Merck. Shout shout out to Merck too. Shout out to Merck who uh, who lives down the street from me, not literally, but like maybe ten minutes away from me. <laughs> ten minutes away from Killing Your Dreams, still. <laughs> He's somebody killing a dream right now. <laughs> it's probably somewhere like these motherfuckers talk about me. I'm gonna kill a dream right now. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was like hell on call. I, how did was y'all, were y'all on call like as bad as ours? Or um, I mean, 
we had on call. I don't think we got called in as much as you guys did. And it always seemed like, for some reason, I ended up with the damn phone on a three-day weekend. It was always a three-day week because I had the phone. And I remember this one time. It was a three-day weekend. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we were, uh, we were going to go. It was me, Carolyn, and Boogie. Kalei was with her dad at the time. We were going to go to Lake Barches. Like, we went up the base. We was getting, uh, we got ice. We had packed sandwiches. We got, you know, waters and sodas and all that nonsense, whatever. And we was putting in the cooler. Phone goes off. And I'm like, shit. I'm like, all right, cool. Hey, just run in the BX. Get whatever else you need to get. I'm going to go run over here and see what the deal is. And then I'm going to come back. I'll call you real quick, let you know what's going on. So she's like, okay, cool. Just go do what you got to do. And it's the fucking fire department. <laughs> so I go over there. I spent, I think maybe a half hour over there. Fixed their joint. I was like, all right, bet. They fix. Let's get in the car. Let's head out and go up to the lake. I get another phone call. I can't remember who it was, but I had to go fix that. So by the time we got to this lake, we had wasted half the day because I happened, happened to drop her back off at the damn BX so I can go to work. <laughs> damn. It was like I literally had to like plan out, be like, yo, like like weeks in advance, like, hey, I'm going here this weekend. Don't give me the phone. <laughs> I mean, like I had to like, <laughs> so I had to like bargain shit out. Like, man, y'all are killing me. <laughs> Yo, uh, another thing that helped out too that you just you just remind me of because you talk about trips. Uh, Nikki, Nikki and her trips. God bless Nikki. <laughs> God bless this. God bless me. man. Yo, <laughs> there was there was so many weekend trips that I took with her because I was just like, I need to get the fuck out of here right the fuck now. <laughs> And, I mean, there was some I should have been like, well, actually, I think the when I got heavy into taking trips, Carolyn was there and Boogie was born. So it was just like, I want to invite you, but you got a family and I don't want to take you away from your family. Yeah. And Matt was doing Matt shit. So it was just like, yeah, you ain't going to work. But yeah, those Nikki trips, yo. But how many, how many trips did you do when you was over there? Uh, I think at least eight or nine. At least. That's that's, that's still... Because you was only there for, what, two years, right? Yeah. That's still really good with the schedule we was doing. I was there for three. I probably did eight or nine. And I remember um, people used to be asking me, like, yo, how you go on these trips with an infant? Because, like, Smart was born there. It's like, how do you go on these trips with, with, a, with a baby? Fam, like... I'm going to go wherever I can go with or without these kids because there's no guarantee I'll be back in Europe. You know what I'm saying? I went to Spain twice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was in Germany with some more strapped to my chest. Germans looking at me like, is this motherfucker serious? <laughs> with a baby on his chest? These Americans, man, I swear. <laughs> Why well, I got... I got pictures with me drinking beers in random countries with me holding Samara. <laughs> it's, like, it's like we was we was getting it. <laughs> yo, yo, actually, also another positive about being over there. German beer is the reason why I fell in love with beer. Because before that, I had shit beer, and it was like, I don't, I don't want beer. I'm sticking with hard liquor. Stick with this hard, hard white vodka here. But 
first time I had a Hefeweizen, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm all about this beer life now. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, this is a speakeasy, right? So I wasn't, I wasn't a big beer drinker. I might have did like your standard Bud Lights and Heinekens and Coronas and shit, right? And then um, I got to Korea. I tried some new beers I'd never tried before over there. Then when I got to when I got over to Italy, uh, Mercado, shout out to Super Mercado. Um, <laughs> he's the one that was like, "Yo, you got to try this. You got to try this. Try this. Try this. Try this." So he introduced me like to Belgian beers and German yeah. beers, and I was like. Fam, this is amazing. What what the hell I've been drinking for the last seven years? You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is great. <laughs> Yo, yeah, oh Belgian beers, y'all. First time I went to Belgium, I like I said, I already loved beer before. I had beer there, and I was just like, what is this magic? It don't get me started on Ireland and getting beer there and like fucking not having a hangover the next day and drinking a lot of fucking beer. But man, but dude, uh, Austria, I had some bomb ass beers. Germany had some bomb ass beers. Um, Spain, they had okay beer, but that sangria. Oh my God. Ooh. <laughs> but the sangria, we wasn't, yeah, we weren't even driving. When we was out there, right? So we was getting on the train. So me and Carolyn was getting pictures of sangria every time we stopped. <laughs> we just get lit, get the train, go back to the hotel. <laughs> yeah, Spain. I'm at Emily's been talking about going to Spain. I'm gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to go whenever this shit's over. Whenever it's well, if it's over. Hey, um, Spain. There's very few countries where I'm like, I'll go back. I'd go back to Spain in a heartbeat. Like I would, if I get stationed there, you get to visit there, I go back to Spain in a heartbeat. Um, I went to Madrid and Barcelona. Mm-hmm. I love both of them. Um, I love Madrid more because I'm a big city guy, man. Like I love big cities and Madrid's like a big, like it's a concrete jungle. Um, but we went to Madrid. It was. A Father's Day's gift. I don't think it was Father's Day's weekend, but it was a Father's Day gift. And when we were there, they were playing the World Cup at the time. And Spain was kicking ass. So, like, everywhere we went, there was a celebration. Like, everywhere. Like, I had a blast. And I'm a Real Madrid fan when it comes to soccer. That's, like, the only thing outside of the U.S. that I like I root for is Real Madrid. And, yeah, man, I had a blast. Especially when they found out I was rooting for uh, Spain during the World Cup. Man, I was in one of those bars and he was like, Americano, you root for Spain? I was like, hell yeah. It's like, oh, and he was like, buying his drinks and shit. <laughs> it, was, it was fucking funny, dude. <laughs> what, what? Oh, one thing I will say, like, especially being over there, especially in a party situation, there's been several times I've been out and not, not paid for drinks at all. It just got shit faced. I can see that. I can <laughs> definitely see that. <laughs> Hell, it was even well. Sometimes there, but majority of times when I was traveling with traveling with SecDefcoms, like later in my career, like we we go somewhere like Belgium or fucking um, oh, mostly Belgium. People being there partying and shit, like hey, bottles on us, like oh, all right, <laughs> shit's free. I'm not. I'm not gonna turn it down. I, I think the most I got lit in Europe 
was Prague. Yo. <laughs> We did a we did a pub crawl in Prague. This was one one of the few trips we took without kids, and I just remember the first bar. Barely remember the second bar, um, <laughs> <laughs> but the so the first bar it was open keg, and then it was giving out shots to Absin, which is disgusting, by the way. Absin is fucking disgusting. Yes, it is. I think you want to say what I want on because they did the same thing with me. That shit was yeah, don't, terrible. Don't listen to Euro Trip. It it's, it's disgusting. Anyway, <laughs> so after about four shots of Absinthe that I only paid like I think I think the pub crawl was only like 50, 60 euro a person. Yeah. It was Perfect. dumb cheap. Dumb cheap. By the time we got to the second bar, Cass was on top of the standing on tables, taking their shirts off, dancing. I'm not saying I was one of them, but I'm just saying it was happening. <laughs> 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 There's pictures somewhere floating around, but I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what the fuck was going on. Though. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I heard about things. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I heard things. I just heard things. <laughs> Yo, so yeah, I think, I think I went on the same one, and I think maybe the third bar. Or so they gave me, they gave us that shit, uh, sambuca or whatever. Mm. Tastes like licorice, but it's that shit is just strong for no reason. Yeah, yo, yeah, I've I've had Sambuca before. Good God, <laughs> yo! <laughs> After that, I remember going places. I don't remember shit that happened though. Speaking of not remembering shit, um, and just getting way too drunk. And the last time I've been way too drunk was your retirement party. We'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I think that was the last time I went out too. So. But shit, man. Yeah. So I mean I could I could sit here and talk drinking and hanging out in Italy all day, but right. all all good things must come to an end. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you so you left Italy. Um I stayed there for like another year, I think, before I left. Um, but then you went to DC. Went to, yeah. Ended up at Bowling Air Force Base in D.C. for, I think, a year and some change, and then I deployed. Yeah. So how was how was that? Because I remember you had some some issues with that that deployment. Uh, yo. <laughs> so the shit started off like I got a notification. I think three weeks before I was supposed to leave, they were like, "Uh, yeah, you're you're deploying." I'm like, oh, all right, cool. What do I need to do? And so the deployment office, slow stroke, or slow stroke. No, I'm going with that. Slow stroke their way through fucking <laughs> get me shit to fucking deploy with. Because, I mean, I've been in for 15, nah, 13, 14 years at that time, and I hadn't deployed. So I'm still, I'm still fresh on, like, I don't know what the fuck to do. So, so I'm waiting on them to get shit done. Meanwhile, my uh, section chief called me in his office and asked me, so, uh, you're deploying? Like, yes, sir. Yep. That's what I'm hearing. And so he asked me, he was like, did you, did you talk to somebody to get this deployment? And I'm 
confused as fuck and like act or trying to figure out if he's joking or if he's serious. So shouldn't he know like if you were just giving some shit or just like isn't it his job? Yeah, it, it actually is. So me being a sarcastic ass that I am, it's like no, nah, but you know <laughs> it would would be cool to get a vacation from here. And he, he yo, the look he gave me was, was like, I want to punch you the fuck out right now. <laughs> so, getting to the deployment. All right. Pre-deployment, actually. Like, I think the day before I found out, like, oh, you're going to pre- pre-deployment in Georgia. And then you're going to Fort, Fort Scatterberry. I mean, Atterbury up in uh, Indiana. And I'm like, how long is this for? And they're like, uh, eight months. I'm like, so eight or yeah, I think it was, it was about eight months. So eight months of that. And then nine months on top of that in Afghanistan. God bless. I, I didn't realize you was going that long. Yo, I was going for a minute. And like that first half was, like, the Atterbury part was just me just sitting around twiddling my fucking thumbs most of the damn time. Because <laughs> I had no job there. Like, I honestly had no job at pre-deployment. Because everything, everything they had me for, like, they had me as an alternate to the, um, to the admin senior who got there late. I did her job for a little bit. And then she came and she took over her job again. And I kind of helped her out because I was just fucking bored. Uh, they had me as an alternate gunner, but I never shot. Which was an awesome fucking thing. They took me out to the fucking to the range and bruh, it stormed hard that day. And oh, that's the worst. That is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I would have I would have been okay with it if like at least I would have shot. But nothing happened. I'm just sitting out there and just like, the fuck am I doing here? So the supply guy came to like drop off some shit. I'm like, uh, I'm coming back with you because there's there's no reason for me to be here. But yeah, most of the time at Atterbury, I was just doing nothing. Told my thumbs, taking naps. That's that is wild. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so after that, after we or finally got out to Afghanistan, I think August, it was until August, everything was going cool there and everything. And it was like, it's a Sunday afternoon and me, me and my troop were like busting our asses out there, like fixing, fixing talk radios and Singars and all that shit. I still don't understand that shit. So, Bruh, I, I'm I'm an actual radio troop and been doing this for 16 years. I still understand that shit. Don't even worry. <laughs> <laughs> like trying to fix ghost issues where like the jammer was fucking things up. And I'm like, that's the problem. But regardless, one Sunday we took we took the afternoon off because like man, we're working our asses off. We're both tired. Take the afternoon off. I'll see you tomorrow. So I'm in my room chilling. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, I hear this boom. It's like, the fuck was that? I hear another one. 
And then I hear over the over giant voice, like <laughs> the guys in the talks, like, we're under attack. This shit's real. And I'm trying not to laugh at that, but I'm also trying to get my shit ready at the same time. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold up. <laughs> I'm laughing because I, I wasn't in that position. But when you hear, when you hear boom, and we're under attack. She's getting real. <laughs> like, how do you not be like, is this motherfucker serious? <laughs> you could have said that a different way. <laughs> <laughs> no, real talk, B. <laughs> we can <crack> that right <laughs> now. <laughs> no down, son. Like, no, I, 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 <laughs> oh, right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's cool because I, I laugh at it every once every time I think about it because that part was just funny as hell. <laughs> <And laughs> yo, so that shit happened, and after everything calmed down, and we find pieces of the the um the person who bombed the place who was in a fucking truck full of watermelons and shit find pieces of him and there was like a mortar or a fucking rocket attack too and all that shit if me and my troop would have been working we probably would have got hurt or worse oh damn yeah dude like so like Shit like that, I didn't put in perspective until after I got out. And after I like, sat back and actually thought about it, I was like, well, fuck. They almost died. Shit, man. I mean, it's a blessing that like, you guys wasn't out there and you came home safe. I, mean, I know we joke about the shit because like, I think when you're in the military for so long or just in general, like, it becomes this one big like you know, a laughing matter to us because it's like whatever, it's just our job. You know, we don't really care. I mean, we care, but like, it's just like, all right, yeah, we 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 know what we signed up for. But <clears throat> when you look over it in hindsight, you're like, oh, shit, I really could have got myself hurt, or I could have someone else could have got hurt. Um, nah, so it's a blessing that you you made it out of there safely because I mean, shit, who knows what could happen if he was in the wrong place at the wrong time? Yeah, man, like it's a blessing that. All of us got out of there. Like, I think one dude just got like injured, but other than that, everybody, everybody made it out alive. You know, man. But yeah, I, I think after that shit happened, I like wasn't as mad as I was, but still was depressed because Air Force just sucks the soul out of you. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think around that time it was like. Like you, you, you cook and um and Dave were <laughs> keep me sane there. And I think that was around the time like you formed from from that little group on on the Facebooks. Yeah, that, that little group that's been going on for well, kind of on and off for about <laughs> what eight? Has it been eight years now? I think it's been eight years. It's probably been about eight years. Because I, I, I want to say we started before my first deployment, which is not nearly as exciting as yours. Um, <laughs> I, I went on two fucking extended vacations for deployments. <laughs> Yo, my, my second one took away. I was just like, man, this is relaxing. I'm going to work out. That's all. <laughs> but yeah, man, like that's because what, what year was that? What year was that deployment? Was that 11? Yeah, that was 11. It's all 11 and half of 12. 
oh shit, do you, that means you was coming back as I was leaving. Yeah. Because I left, I left mid 12, came back early 13, and then I did one last year, which is why when everybody's like, oh my God, I'm stuck in a house quarantine. And this is not knocking people who have fucking mental issues and shit, and they have a hard time being stuck in a house. Look, last year this time, I was in, actually, hold up. Yeah, I was in Africa, and it was hot as fuck, and I was outside. <laughs> so, <laughs> and listen, if, you, if you've never been deployed, you want some about fucking Groundhog Day, hey, that shit's Groundhog Day. So, Damn. this being at home, I got good Wi-Fi. I ain't gonna worry about the Chinese hacking me. <laughs> good Wi-Fi and a shower. And, hey, and a shower. I mean, I had a shower there, too, but I don't have to share it with another dude. I share it with exactly. a woman. Women are clean. Exactly. Dudes is nasty. <laughs> Just Bro. piss all over the damn toilet. Don't even wipe it up. And listen, <laughs> and if you've never had to share... All right, so I had to share a room towards the end, which is me and my other dude. So I was kind of lucky. He was a dirty motherfucker, but I was still lucky. But before that, and even when I was uh my first deployment, when you have the... uh. They call them Cadillacs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, 10, 20 showers, 50 urinals, whatever the fuck they got in these little buildings, whatever. Fam, like, you be walking, and you got your shower shoes on, but you, every time you feel something squish, you're like, I don't even know what the fuck, I don't even want to know what that is. I'm not looking down. <laughs> I'm going to burn these. <laughs> you bump up against the wall in the shower, like, oh my God, I might have mine. <laughs> I'm going to chop this arm off. It's, it's over. I was one time. I was one time. I got, I got in the fucking shower. Somebody spit their gum out in the shower. Oh, uh. what kind of bullshit? Ooh, you go spit your gum out. That's disgusting. Hey, Why? I mean, I didn't have to worry about you know getting blown up or anything where I was at. But uh, you dudes is nasty. You military dudes is nasty. Ladies, don't fall for the bh. My God, <laughs> yo. That that Afghanistan deployment, somebody like I think the first month we were there, somebody shit in the fucking showers. Or did he waffle stomp that shit? I don't know. I just heard about it. <laughs> it stabbed me, and I'm just like, it's <laughs> like, wait, what? Y'all y'all live in savage like that out there? Like, I don't want to shower over there ever. <laughs> Lucky for me, I I was in a building away from that where it was just like me and a couple officers and the the senior. But, fam, that little trifle. For those of you who don't know what waffle stomping is, um, I'm going to explain it. (laughs) Forgive me. (laughs) (laughs) So waffle stomping is when you take a shit in the shower and then you stomp it through the grate in the shower. (laughs) I have never done this. I've heard stories. I've heard stories, and most of them came from Marines. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> yo, yo, Marines and Army infantry is wild dudes. Oh my god! Man, I was stationed on a fucking Army post for four years. Fortunately, <laughs> I work for the Air Force. <laughs> But I was on Fort Bragg for four years. Everybody talk about how bad Fayetteville, North Carolina is. Fort Bragg <laughs> is just as bad. That shit is a hood by itself. <laughs> now I know what now I know what J. Cole went through. That's right. why the motherfucker don't go back no more. 
<laughs> Y'all see Jermaine? No, nah, no, nah, he ain't coming back. <laughs> Jermaine, go. <laughs> Mr. Nice Watch. No, nah, we ain't seen him. Young son, no, nah, we ain't seen him around here. <laughs> oh, shit. Yo. Ah, oh, damn. Shout, shout out to them for that shit. That shit is hilarious. Yeah, I was it uh, Supreme Dreams one? Yeah, if you don't yeah. know who that is, look him up on social media. That dude's funny as shit for that one. <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> I want to... Oh, <laughs> <my composure. laughs> I want to circle back to something real quick. Because you said something um, that resonates with me, especially because it's like... Uh, you're not that much older than me, but... Um, Obviously, I've been in longer um, since you like retired and shit, and I still got some time on my hands. But uh, when you said that it's like a bad relationship being in the Air Force, fam, like I've been calling the Air Force my girlfriend for about ten years now. Yeah, about ten years that are referring to the Air Force as my girlfriend because it, that's what it feels like. It feels like if you've ever been in a relationship with a girl that some days you absolutely love her and in some days you're like your mom should have swallowed you that's what <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's like being in the, <laughs> that's what's like being in the military like and the only reason you don't leave because every time you try to go like she hits you with some good pussy you be like god damn i forgot how good this was <laughs> i can make it four more years four more years start up right here all right Hit you with that six hockey, that six hockey time. Like, oh, oh, all right, all right. I'm, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Just flew along. <laughs> she hit you with that good, good. You be like, oh, 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 wait. <laughs> Hang on, now. I didn't know you had this. In there. <laughs> Start making bad decisions and shit. <laughs> y'all, y'all think we do? We all think we joking. Y'all know exactly what we talk about. You being some good pussy, you start stroking like, oh shit! You said you wanted your want me to pay Sally Mae? Okay, I can pay Sally Mae. That's what this shit be like sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, uh, I I call I call the Air Force in my um in my retirement speech my um my own relationship and my worst wife because <laughs> like I guess like I said like, like all you guys and everybody I've met that I've been friends with, especially, especially like you and like a couple other people I can just think of, like off the top of my head, it's like, it's like, I'm, I'm grateful as fuck. I bet all y'all, especially, so you think about it, like, you've been like, basically like my, my brother since what? Oh, <laughs> eight. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of us, we stick around. <clears throat> Like uh, you hear all the stories. Oh, I do this for country. I do this for blah 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 blah. Fam, most of us hang around because we like the people we work with. Like it's not even the system. It's not. It's not the. It's not the military itself. And it's like, I'm gonna be quite honest with you. And I see this all the time. <clears throat> I don't like you people. And by you <laughs> people, I mean you. These people I, I defend with my life. I don't like y'all. Y'all are stupid. All of y'all. And I, I mean that with all love. But you're stupid. And I do this because this is my home, but I get to, you know, 
I, I, I work with people who have similar backgrounds, some people who don't have similar backgrounds to me. And I talked about that on the last uh, speakeasy I did when I was talking about hoops. Hoops is from Illinois. White dude from a small town, Illinois, into metal and horror and, you know, he's gay and all this other shit. Like, it's just the complete opposite of what you expect me to hang out with. But I don't get to meet people like that if I keep my ass in Philly. You know what I'm saying? I don't meet you if I stay in Philly. Like, most of my good friends that I've met are from California. As much as I hate the state of California, <laughs> most of my good friends are from California. And I would have never met you guys if I didn't, you know, step out of my comfort zone and leave home. And I'm not advocating, like, if you love being where you are, you do that and, and stay there. Um, but, like, I I didn't join because I felt like some type of fucking uh, duty to country or some shit like that. I'm going to tell you straight up, and I tell people who ask me all the time, why would you join? I joined because I wanted to get out of Philly. I wanted my school paid for, and I wanted to travel the world. <clears throat> Guess what? I did all that. And the bonus to that is I meet people like Joel. I meet my wife. I, uh, Man, I could, I could run down a list of people I've met over the years that are just really, really good, awesome people. Rocky, who I do uh, bar, bars with and the beats with, like I met her because she was my troop, you know? And she's from Georgia. Rocky, yeah, shout out to Rocky. Like I, I feel like I know her because of you. <laughs> hey man, she's like my little sister, man. Like I, when kind of a tangent again, but when I thought of I doing know. a podcast, and I was like, oh, I want to do one. I want to do a podcast. It sounds like something I can do. It sounds like I'd be creative with. And I was like, what can I talk about? And the only thing that I felt like I could really feel confident talking about was music. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, well, I don't want to do it by myself because I'm just going to listen to me by myself. And I, I started running through my head of, you know, people I could do it with. And I mean, as soon as her name popped in my head, I was like, that's it. She's the one. Because we had these conversations in the office. Like the stuff you hear on the podcast, that shit's normal for us. That was a that was a Tuesday in Colorado. <laughs> and actually, some of the shit of the podcast is tame compared to the some things in the office. And I was her boss. <laughs> um, no, and you know, I don't get those experiences to meet these people without you know joining the military, man. And as much as I shit on it sometimes, like, um, like I said, I meet I meet so many great people through it. Um, I've had so many great times through it, and I'm gonna keep doing it because at the end of the day, uh, I don't hate it. Is it stressful? God, yes. It is so stressful. <laughs> it is super stressful. But um, like, if I could go to work, you know, I drive past the ocean every single day now. I see dolphins sometimes. Like that's that's crazy to me. Like as a kid from North Philly, dolphins when you drive to work, this ain't the Septa bus. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 I'm used to drive. I'm used to riding past crackheads, not fucking. <laughs> Not pelicans and shit. <laughs> so, yeah, as you mentioned, like, trying to, or you joined Air Force, get out of Philly. I think I told you, like, when I was 10, I moved to Louisiana and I was there for eight years and I was just, I hated living there, dude. Like, so, like, soon as, soon as senior year happened, like, a friend of, one of my best friends, 
was like, go to join the Air Force. But she couldn't because she had like, it's like heart issues or something. But she put me on to the recruiter. And like at the time, I didn't want to go to school in Louisiana. And my mom was like, uh, I am not paying for you to go back out to California to go to school. Fuck that. So it was like, either you go to school here, or you go to, you join the military. So I was like, I'm going to join the Air Force. So I did that. And like I said, like everybody I'm, I've met and become friends with, I, I, I really love. Like, like I, I'm more grateful for y'all than like my Air Force career. Facts. Facts. <laughs> Fucking facts. Because shit. Like, like I said, y'all got me through a lot of shit. I didn't, I didn't even know what's going on with me. And, and you know, and that's the and that's the thing, man. Like, I think um, for me, and I'm sure you feel the same sentiment. Like people that I've really fuck with, like especially in the military, because we've been through so much similar shit, and we have, all have that same spiteful just anger at the world because of the military. <laughs> like we we won't talk for fucking months. Some some people years, and I run into them like, "Yo, what's good?" And it's like we we hit it right back off where we left off, you know. Um, and I I had not necessarily a similar story, but like I graduated high school, God, two thousand one. Jesus Christ, I'm getting old. But graduated high school two thousand one, and I mean, I did what you know my parents told me I need to do. I'm like, go to college. So I and I got into some pretty good colleges. I got into Penn State. I got into Pitt. I got into Drexel. I didn't get into Temple, which I'm still bitter about that because Temple's in the hood. If you've never been to Philly, actually, you probably go to Temple now in Philly and be like, oh, this ain't that bad. But like <laughs> last time, last time I was in Philly, hold up, <laughs> slight change again. Last time I was in Philly, right. <laughs> I was on Temple's campus, not too far off Temple's campus, right? Like in North Philly, down the street from where I'm from. And I saw a white girl just jogging down the street on Broad Street. And I was like, is this bitch what? crazy? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, man. Shit didn't change. She can run down here. Anybody gonna have a problem? I was like, what? Gentrification. Yo, they just fight the fuck out of North Philly and Broad Street. <laughs> Back in old one, my black ass was applying to go to that school. Hey, <laughs> when the white bitches running down the street, that's for damn sure. <laughs> There's nobody to stand inside the dorms, right? <laughs> These are facts. Everybody running, it was for their own safety. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, anyway, like I got in, I went, I got into good colleges. I went to college, and I found out the ugly truth about higher learning. This shit's expensive. Yes. This shit's mad expensive. It is mad expensive. So I finished two semesters of college and dropped the fuck out because I was getting these bills and I'm like, nah. And like, oh, you can just keep working and if you keep working, you'll get through it and you'll pay it off. And I'm like, y'all niggas sound stupid. Like, why? Why would I keep going to school, go work a minimum wage job that's not even going to pay for my books? My parents don't make that much money. Especially back then. They made a little bit more after I got older, but they weren't making the money back then. So I dropped out. And um, uh, my best friend, probably the first person that I call brother outside of like family, um, James, and he's a, he's an, actually still in the Air Force. He's a first sergeant now. He was a year behind me in high school. He graduated in 2002. 
and he immediately went straight to the Air Force, right? And uh, he hit me up. I was working at Old Navy. Fuck Old Navy, by the way. Not the people. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that damn store. I love the people I work with, but I hated that damn store. But um, no, nah, I was working on Old Navy. He, he hit me up and our other best friend, Vic. And he was like, yo, I'm coming up to Philly. I'm going to pick up my car and I'm going to drive back down to Florida because he's stationed in Eglin. He said, why don't you just ride down with me? I said, well, I ain't doing shit, man. Like, I need a break. I ain't taking a vacation in forever. I've just been working. So <clears throat> so we ride down to uh, Florida, and I'm hanging out at Eglin for like like two, three days or something like that. And, you know, we had a good time. Fort Walton Beach. Um, it was July, so it was nice. It was hot. We was on the beach. There was girls everywhere. Oh. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and... uh yeah, so we got me and Vic got in the plane to head back, and I was looked at Vic. He looked at me. I was like, "Yo, that that, that shit seemed alright." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, it's better." <laughs> he's working at Bird the Co Factory too, so he's like, "Yeah, let's just do this shit." <laughs> in three days, our asses was in the fucking in the recruiter's office. Like, "Yo, let's go do this." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it was um, it was a stressful thing because. Um, it's hard. Like if you're not prepared to leave your family, your friends and everything you've ever known, I spent my first 20 years of my life in Philadelphia and Delaware County. And then I left, you know, I left just like you did. You got, you know, like, all right, well, uh, college or, or military, boom, you, we went off to Lackland and man, let me tell you if for all the ups and downs, it was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Like, honest to God. Yeah. Yeah. Looking back on it, it wasn't like, it wasn't a bad decision. Like, I just, just me personally, me, me and Air Force, we're, we're still, we're, we're still bitter, bitter exes. But that's just because of like, you know, trying to, trying to do the right thing and telling, being told like, eh, we don't do that here. We, we do this. You know what? I feel like that's the struggle for a lot of people, not just in the military, but just in, in work environments in general. And I know your personality and I know how you are because I've worked with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're very much like me where somebody says something, you're like, nah, fuck that. We're not doing that. That's stupid as fuck. And they're like, no, nah, we're going to do that. It's like, no, that's still dumb as fuck. And I'm letting you know it's dumb as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh but like you like when you do that when you're that guy that calls people out in their bullshit it it makes it difficult to continue to want to do it because you're like all right man i see the dumb shit y'all doing i'm telling you it's dumb and you still want to do the dumb shit it's like why am i here why am i wasting my fucking breath on you guys right and so i i totally get that i totally get that it's but i feel like any type of corporate environment, because don't get it twisted. This is a corporate environment. Oh yeah, you're gonna run. Into, you're gonna run into that bullshit. You're gonna run into that bullshit like all the time. And I still do it to this day. Where to the point where people be like, "Why do you keep asking questions? Why do you keep fighting everything?" Because y'all are dumb. Y'all are gonna fuck people up, and I'm not to. Exactly. Oh, so. Yeah, and like even even that last job when I was doing sec dev travel, 
that shit, man, I felt like they were making up rules as they go go along. It was just like, bro, what? What? What are we doing? Why why should I give a fuck? You know what? I don't. It was like I was just there and I just worked. That's it. I, I don't I don't want to hear your gripes about that because I kept getting texts and um pictures from you from like random places around the world that you like you were having way more fun than I was at the time. So fuck you and that job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, some person's cool, but sometimes the bullshit wasn't worth it. <laughs> I'm so mad about that picture you sent me. I don't know if it was I don't want to say the country, but you sent me a picture from one of those countries at the at poolside. I was like uh, oh yes, no one outside. <laughs> this motherfucker right here. <laughs> Still I, I, mad. <laughs> I, I just wanted to show you what I saw. <laughs> oh, that was a great view. That yeah. was a great view. I'm so mad though. <laughs> I'm still fucking mad. Damn, I'm gonna, I'm but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, like some of the places we went, and mind you, I probably should have needed a new kidney or something after it. But <laughs> it was a lot, a lot of fun places I went, and shit. <laughs> but like, I was also tired and fucking fucking around ambient at the time too. So it was just. Oh uh, man, I remember uh, when you was up there, and I came up there for for work and we met at that barbecue spot by the way that was a good ass good ass pick for that barbecue spot we went to yo Rock i don't even know if you remember this i don't even know if you remember this story because <laughs> you text me like yeah i just got off the plane <laughs> i was in whatever country <laughs> i only got like two hours of sleep this place got some bomb ass ribs let's go <laughs> yep. you like you was out of it because <laughs> you like you was straight up out of it I was tired, yo. I, I can't remember where I came from, but I was like, look, I, I want to hang out with you. I know a place where it's got some good-ass ribs. And I'm like, double black ribs, let's go. Let's do this. Because I can eat ribs and come, eat ribs, hang out with you and come, go home and pass the fuck out. Now that was some bomb-ass ribs. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in Virginia. I don't even know where it was at. But it was good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, so, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ask you because, as someone who uh, who's been to the DC DMV area, right. many a times, how was it living there? Because I refuse to live there. Living, it's it's like everybody's more important than they think they are, so everybody decides to be an asshole. So That's- everyone acts white. Not not just white, white politics, white poli- white politician. So they act super important. Ah, yeah, that's even worse. Yeah. So even even on the road, it was like you're you're gonna get cut off, no matter where the fuck you're going. You were just going around a block. Somebody's gonna come around and cut you off. But uh, yeah, it was it was just weird. Everybody was just seemed like. It seemed like it was, well, for me, it was being in a place where that should be, like, nice and everything and have some, some historical shit. But, nah, that's just 
kind of depressing. Especially, especially like going down, like, especially if you go around and like, look at all the history and shit of DC, you're just like, I get why everybody else is all bad and depressed, but still at the same time, I need a drink. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was, I, honestly, if I didn't feel like, if I wasn't burnt out with PCS, I would have left, like, after my first, first assignment there. So, I don't think I've, I, I think I have an idea how many times, how many PCS you have, but how many assignments did you have when you were in? Oh, shit, hold on. One, two, three. Barstale, Masawa, Beal, Interlick, Aviano, Bowling, Andrews. So seven. Okay. So you got you got me beat by one right now. Damn, Nate, wait, they sent your ass back to Louisiana? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Oh, yo, let me, let me tell you about that shit. It was, <laughs> so in tech school, me and this other dude. This other dude had Louisiana, and I got Minot. And I was like, I don't want to go to Minot. And this other dude was like, I don't want to go to Louisiana. I was like, I really don't want to go to Louisiana, but lesser two evils. So I ended up swapping with him and ended up going to Barksdale and met, like, hell. There I met one of my best friends, Lance, that you met at my retirement party. Yep, yeah, remember Lance. But... Also, shit, I met shout, my, my boy Fred, who I talk to, not as, I don't talk to as much, but I should, but he's also from Philly, so, nigga, I've been meeting people from Philly since I've been in the Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Philly dudes, we can be, we can be all right, we can be kind of cool every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I was, I was definitely trying to get out of Louisiana, like, like, as soon as I got there, I was just like, uh, I've been here a year. Let's try to get the fuck out of here. So I tried for everywhere, and they sent me to Japan. I was just like, I'll take it. Fuck it. Oh, oh darn. I <laughs> got to go to Japan. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Does it make you feel better? I didn't go to Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> Not in this fucking slightest. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> but yeah, man. <laughs> Did have to. Man, I I tell everybody like Japan for me was like basically college. I just I partied harder there than I did anywhere ever. Like, pretty from Thursday to Sunday. I was, I was pretty much shit faced and partying my ass off. That sounds like Korea for me. That sounds just <laughs> like Korea. I think it's just Pacav. Pacav just does that to you. Pacav is a big ass party. I don't know what everybody's complaining about. Shit. Shit, me to the Pacific. Shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> shit, I'm trying to go back. You're like, uh, nah, nah, you're sitting in DC. Have fun, Nick. <laughs> well, 
right, so shit, you 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 had seven fucking assignments. I got six. You got me beat. Um, I got seven squadrons, but six assignments. Um, so you get to DC. You had a couple couple runs around DC, uh, and you re- end up retiring out of DC, which we'll get to your retirement party and what I remember of your retirement party in a little bit. <laughs> um, but we talked about this earlier when I met you. You were single. I newlywed, uh, trying not to trying not to get divorced because I was terrible at being a husband at the time. <laughs> but you met you met your wife who i finally got to meet uh at your retirement party um seems awesome i only got to spend a few hours with her most of that was drunk um, <laughs> how did you how did you meet your wife we so what the uh back when i came back from kuwait my well joe summer to benedetti's summer talking to me was just saying like hey you should try online dating again you you really need to date somebody I'm like i tried it before and it sucked and she's like just give it another shot and i was like all right fuck it i'm gonna give it a shot i'm just gonna play everything by ear and just put something out there so put our profile went a couple days did some things uh met her or she she hit me up on the site like Beginning of January of I can't remember what the year was. She hit me up. We we texted back for a little bit, and like my birthday was coming up, and like I didn't have any plans, and I didn't want to just chill at the house for my fucking birthday. So I was just like, eh, fuck it, I'll try to go for a date. So I tried to ask her out for a date for my birthday, and not tell her it was my birthday, just just to hang out, just hang out with somebody and shit. She didn't answer because she had schoolwork going on. So I, I hear from her the next Tuesday and she's like, oh shit, sorry. I'm not catfishing you. Like I was busy with school and shit. You, do you want to hang out this Saturday? And I'm like, cool. I'll meet you in Georgetown. So we met, we met at this bar and me and her, the first time we talked, it was, I can honestly say I only talk to people I consider, like, say, like, you and other people after after a little while, after I get comfortable with you, after I, and, you know, joke around and see, I see what you're about and shit, you know, after that, you know, I'll have a good conversation with you and, you know, laugh and shit. Her, it was just that date. We were just sitting there just talking and we got home great. And like after that date, it was like, uh, I think I kind of like her. And like, I think we went on a second date and skipped the third date because it's around Valentine's Day. Because I'm not trying to, <laughs> not trying to go three days in and like, oh yeah, let's do something on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. The <laughs> and shit. Fuck that. So, which I'm glad she understood. So, we went on the third day, which I think we went to a mini, indoor mini golf and got drunk and hung out. And she invited me to this concert. I think it was RJD2 or something. Yeah, it was. So, she invited me to a concert and 
I think, I think after that concert or the next day or something, we ended up just became a couple and it was just like, it's like similar shit happened. Like her mom, her mom had had Alzheimer's. My grandma was going through dementia and everything. And like, we, we talked to each other about that. I, I actually opened up to her cause I was, I was about to uh, go down to Louisiana and visit my family and visit my grandma because her birthday was coming up. This was a year before she died. And also, sorry, I'm rambling. Fucking sativa has just got me going, yo. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. This is what we're we, we, we here for. This is what we're here for. <laughs> anyway, we, uh, I told her, like, what was going on with my grandma. And at first, like, I was expecting her to, like, be kind of, I don't know, standoffish or, like, be like, uh, you do what you need you need to deal with and I'll get back to you. But she was like super supportive and she then she told me what was going on with her mom. And she before I left, she she made my mom some brownies. <laughs> so I was like, oh cool, that that's really nice of you. I take my I take them down to my mom and my mom which I'll, hold on, get get back to the story later. But when my mom came out to Italy, did you go to um, the fucking restaurant, the uh, Brazilian restaurant? Um, I know you're talking about Boy uh, Gordos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I yeah, go with, you, with you? Yeah, it was. I thought I don't I don't think I came out to that. I don't remember anyway. Shit. Yeah, because I was trying to remember. Like, damn, did he did he meet my mom? Because I, I know. Wait. No, I don't I, think I did. I don't think I did. I don't, th- I don't think you did either. Because I was trying to remember if you were there or not. Because I, I remember you and you and Boogie and Three Dub being there, but I just guess he. Damn, I don't know how that didn't happen. Well, well, shit, you didn't get to meet my mom because you're already gone. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Damn. So, fuck. But anyway, back back to back to the story. Uh. Yeah, she she made my mom brownies, and my mom told me was like, told me like, oh, well, you know, you two love each other. I mean, I'm for it. She seems like a really nice, nice girl to send me send me food and everything. It's like, it's like, wait, I don't even know if I'm in love with her. How the fuck do you know if? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I got back, and I think a week or two later, she told me she was in love with me. And I I laughed at first and then I, you know, told her the same thing. But before she, she asked why did I laugh? And I was like, uh, my mom told me that you love me when I visited. So it's fucking weird. Which form? That's wild. So actually, I was going to ask you this question because um, me and you're kind of in a similar situation. And it seems as though that you had a Decent time or easy time with it. So how how did your family take you uh, marrying a white girl? Uh, I think they were, well, they're fine with it because my stepdad's white. Ah, okay. <laughs> and so, like, go to the time he asked more niggers than all of us. <laughs> so, so, I mean, they were cool with it. I mean, 
like when when my mom and my stepdad got married, there was there was issues then, but I mean now it's like, eh, whatever. No, because I, I asked that question because um, I had a family member hit me up. Like shit, maybe last week he DM'd me on Instagram and he was like, Yo, fam, um like how did the family take it when you brought a white girl home? And I was like, I mean, I don't so many words. I was like, I don't fucking care how they took it when I brought a white girl home. Like for me, for me, because um I've been very vocal to my parents at least about I don't really care if you like who I'm dating. And I wasn't trying to be mean. It was just like, look, like I'm going to figure this out on my own. I don't want your opinion unless you're going to tell me something like this person's like, you know, the devil. <laughs> you can prove it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those like, I'm going to make my decisions and you deal with your feelings you, the way you deal with your feelings. Like I'd never seen and hear me very clearly. And I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to everybody who's hearing this. Um, I don't see skin color when it comes to women. With dudes, I see it automatically, and that's because of experiences with dudes, especially white males. Um, but for women, I just like women, right? So, Same. yeah. So when I, when you know, my mom met Carolyn after we had been dating like six or seven months or some shit like that, and you know, she Carolyn just had Calais. and my mom, being the person she is, was like, "Yo, you know what? As long as it's like." You know, I don't care what Michael does. Like, I'm gonna like you're my you're my daughter. That's my granddaughter. I'm gonna take care of y'all. Whatever y'all need, I got you. And I think part of that is like you know, my mom was a single mom for a while, and actually her entire life with me anyway. <clears throat> Not saying that my dad was like absentee or anything like that, but they weren't together. Like they broke up when I was like two. I don't remember my parents being together. Right. Um. So I think she kind of felt that like you know like she sees that in other people. My mom always sees the best in people, which is probably my worst flaw and her greatest strength because I see flaws in people. I'm like, yeah, fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, she, I mean, and you know, uh, my mom is just a good person. Right. And she just took Carolyn in. And I think part of that was like, what kind of made Carolyn like me more, even though I'm not nearly as good of a person as my mom is, you know what I mean? But, uh, Anyway, back, you know, my, my family member was saying, like, hey, you know, I told my parents I'm dating this white girl, and, you know, he's down in Florida, too, and he's uh, he's like, yeah, when I told him, he's kind of kind of threw me off. He was like, eh, you know, I don't know about all that bullshit, and he's like, how did, how did they take it? And I was like, nah, fam, I told him straight up, like, you ain't got to like her. Like, I'm the one that got to deal with her, you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, <laughs> so I just wanted to ask, because, I mean, a lot of people go, and you would think it's 2000. 20. I mean, you guys probably started dating, what, 2014, 15, some shit like that? I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the time frame is. Six years? So, yeah, 2014. Yeah. So, it, I mean, like, this is a new age. This ain't fucking 67. You know what I mean? They're saying 1967. Um, so, when people are... And, I mean, this goes both ways, like, because I'm sure there was definitely people on Carolyn's side of the family that was not happy about her dating black black dudes, right? Yeah. Um, but I just wanted I just wanted to ask because a lot of people end up in these relationships and they fall in love and they are really good people from the opposite from another race and then like their family's like mm, nah fam we don't fuck with them like that and I got people in my family that don't fuck with my wife and I'm like I don't give a shit like I like her way more than I like y'all yeah <laughs> I mean, there, way more than I like y'all there's people in Emily's family that you're like mm, 
you're married, you're marrying a black dude that she doesn't fuck with. And I'm like, well done. But yeah, like if those people in my family was just like, oh, you you married a white girl? They're like, you don't have to marry her. You don't have to fuck her. So it's between me and her. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I just, I just, I just want to ask that question because I know, I mean, like I said, this is like therapy for me. So when I hear other people go through similar shit, and I know other people out there like us, you date outside your race, fam. Listen, it's not about your family. If you're in love and you care about this person, this person cares about you. That person loves you. They're good to you. You're good to them. Who gives a fuck? Exactly. Like, love them. Fuck them. Yeah, they, like you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to deal with them. They don't have to deal with you. Like she makes me happy. She's a pain in my ass, but she makes me happy. <laughs> some, of you, some of you so-called family members don't make me happy. <laughs> You're a pain in my ass. Too much damn nerves, baby. Shit, shit. All right, I'm sorry to go off that tangent. Go get, get back to. to <laughs> Get back to your story. Well, she said she was in love, and you was like, "Oh, I love you too, boo." Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, this other shit happens. <laughs> Five minutes <of> laughing. <laughs> no, she, she like she told me she loved me, and it's like, and I laughed because I was like, my mom told me already, but like. You know, I thought about it and was like, I love you too. And like since then, uh, I think a couple months later, she was like moving out of her place or she needed to move out of her place. And I was like, you can you can stay with me, but you have to understand I'm not going to be here half the same time. So, so that happened. And I mean, I mean, just like moving in with a roommate, it was difficult at first, but I mean, we get along fine, and we got along fine. And you know, I was like, uh, "Guess I'll guess I'll marry her." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Oh no! This this said, "Well, well, you know, we get along great. Sex good. Guess I'll marry her. Shit, she already paid half the rent." <laughs> <laughs> No, no, but for real, shout out to Emily. She, she's, she probably is part of the reason why it was easier to get out because it's like there's there's happiness outside of this Air Force life. But when when she came along, she came. I, I feel like she came along at the right time with like everything else happening with my grandma, like getting sick, and that woman being like. Being more important to me than my actual mom because, like, there was a good bit of time when I was in Louisiana. I lived with her, and so, like, our relationship was. Yeah, she was my grandma, but like, I could talk to her about everything, and it was, it was just a fun time. She, <laughs> she, she was a. She used to teach biology and. Again, I'm going on a tirade because the sativa and the drink is talking. Uh, I'm good. Uh, Kenny got me, so you good. Go ahead. <laughs> she, 
she she was a biology teacher at at um at the high school at the high school in Louisiana in Winfield, the little small town I was in. Before they segregated, she was at she was a high school teacher at, at the black school. Then when they segregated, she moved to the senior high school, which she was I can't remember how long she was working there, but yeah. Like when we first moved down there, it was it was different because like she she wanted to be like involved, involved in my homework and everything. And me being me and like I I basically had a handle of all my homework before that, and it was like I, I got it, I'm good. But she was she was super hands on, make like make sure that I didn't fucking fall on my ass or make an ass out of myself. Because like if I, put it to you like this, if I did something fucked up, her favorite thing to the to say say to me if she was mad at me, it's like. You're not no dummy. Why the fuck are you out there acting like one? And so, no, sometimes in life, I stop and think about that. And I'm just like, you're you're fucking right. I'm gonna I'm gonna chill. But yeah, like that with that woman passing away, which it it broke my heart, man. Like, and I I felt I felt terrible because. Like at the same time, you were going through the shit with your mom, and and Emily's going through the same thing, and it was just like, all right, I, it's like, damn, like my people are going through it too. I gotta, I gotta get myself together, and I gotta like make sure they're good too. But man, no, nah, man, I re- I re- I remember that time period because I remember you you brought it up, and we had talked about it a little bit, and. Like I didn't like I kind of felt bad because I was like, man, like I really want to be there for him, but at the same time I was doing my own shit, and I I'm, and I'm sure you felt the same way. You was like, how do I help my, how do I help my brother get through his shit while I'm getting through mine, yeah. and you know the fact that you even like brought it up to me and we talked about it, even if it was in brief, like briefly, you know, like I understand like you're telling the story now and people are hearing it and they're going, oh damn, like you know he lost his grandmother, he's very close to her, like I know this, you know what I mean. Um, and, and I know how difficult that can be because shit, I lost my grandmother in 2014. My memory is getting bad. (laughs) 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 I drink way too much. Uh, no, it was 13. It was, uh, 2013. I lost my grandmother who, um, Kind of like you, I was very close to my grandmother. I was very close to uh, Isabel Cotman. Um, if anyone knows that name and knows who she is, knows the type of person she is, um, she was a great woman. And from what I'm hearing about your grandmother, and God, I want to hear more because I wish I would have got to meet your grandmother because you you talking about teaching in schools in Louisiana doing segregation and desegregation. I'm like, fuck, I want to know, damn, what the hell did she go through? You know what I mean? Um, damn. Yeah, I, uh, she only told me part, part stories, but fam, it was it was a lot. I mean, like for me, like automatically she's a hero. My book, and I never met this woman because you're teaching kids and you're inspiring the future of the country, and people are telling you you're half of what they are. You know what I mean? Like that's fucked up. I and mean, you're still being a good representative of 
a human being, not just a black woman, but a human being in the South in America. Like that's for you to have that in your life period like that. I mean, I don't know if you plan to have kids, whatever, but pass that shit on because man, that's amazing. That's, that's amazing that you have that. You had that in your life. Like a a person like that. I tell my grandmother, this woman, when I was, my mom was 18 when I was born. And I lived in my grandmother's house until we I was nine. And I can tell you, on any given weekend, any given weekday, summer, spring, fall, winter, uh, we would have like 17 different cousins sleeping on the floor in my fucking house. <laughs> 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 because that was the that was the type of person she was. Like, um, I'm not gonna put my family's business on blast. But if anything was going wrong in our family, like my grandmother's gonna be the one that's gonna be like, yo, y'all can come stay here. Yeah. Like I got I got floor space, I got beds, I got whatever, you know. You're going to stay here. And she was always like that. Uh, I mean, even everyone knew Miss Is. Everyone knew Miss Isabel, right? Like, that's just the way she was. Every, she, everyone knew she was she was no nonsense. And I mean, so I went through that and then losing my mom, who I'm not going to get in that. I talked about that last fucking episode, so I'm not getting into that again. Yeah, but, fuck that year, by the way. <laughs> what's that? Fuck that year, by the way. Oh, yeah, fuck 2015. But anyway... <laughs> um, <laughs> No, I, I'm I'm happy that you got to spend that time with her and you have that influence on you and you have those stories and you know these things because uh, there's a lot of people who don't get to spend time with their grandparents. Yeah. Like, I feel blessed that I met, not only did I meet, I spent time with great grandparents. You know what I mean? Yeah. My kids don't get to do that. Yeah. Shit, my kids barely get to spend time with their grandparents. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, man. That's I mean, I I say this, I say all that to say this. Like, just be happy and blessed that you got to spend time with her and and take the things that you learned from her and you you took in from the time you had with her and and pass it on to whether the next generation or you know some other person that you care about. And I mean, because it's important that you continue to push their legacy and how much they loved you and put that into somebody else. All right, I'm, I'm getting off. I'm getting off my serious soapbox for a second. Let you let you get back to your shit. You said Henny got me. Goddamn Henny got me every time. <laughs> hey, don't start no fights anyway. Ain't it lucky anybody in here? Smart come back here. We might knuckle it up. You know, <laughs> square up. Let's go. But yeah. Anyway, all that shit going on at that time, it was just like. Like normally, when bad shit happens, me I'm notorious for pushing people away. I think, I think that's part of like my abandonment issues and shit. It was just like, oh well, you know, if things are going bad, let me back the fuck away so you know I can get out of the way and like get out of the way of the bad shit, or you know, not be disappointed when people pick up and leave. So that shit going on, like again, like I had some like. Friends, like you got my family, my family and everything, and and her, which 
like I said, she, it it sucked watching her go through it at the same time. It sucked even more when her mom passed away and like during during that whole time I went up to Alaska, like I had to like I was I was reliving the hurt for my grandma dying, but at the same time I had to like put it away so I could be there for her and her family. So I think I can't remember, I think I was up there for a week or two, but during that whole time I was just there just like trying to be supportive and everything for them. As soon as I got back to so I got back to Virginia, like I got home and I slept and I just I fucking cried for like a whole fucking day, basically. Because I was just like, I just had, to, had so much, man. So. Man, I, I, I totally feel you on that one because. No, hold up. I'm making sure you, you can hear me, right? Yeah, no, I, I, it, the sound bar looked like it was messed up. Anyway, no, I, I feel you because I think we talked about this before when we were, when you were going through your shit and I was going through mine. Um, so Carolyn lost her mom in like no shit, like fucking the day after I buried my grandmother. Oh shit! Like literally the day after. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I felt like I felt terrible. I felt terrible because I was in Philly and I'm literally sitting on the couch with my mom at the time. And this is the day after my grandmother's funeral. And she calls me and she's telling me, you know, like she's in tears, she's crying. And, you know, she's telling me, you know, my mom's going to make it through the night and all shit. And I was just like, what kind of fucking shitty husband am I, you know, that I'm not there for my wife when she's losing her mom. And, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and here we are six years later almost. And, you know, I I understand that I needed to, for me, I needed to be home to bury my grandmother. Like I had to. Like that was something I had to do because she was so instrumental in raising me, so instrumental in raising my mom. Like I just, our family in general, like I said, like Isabel Cotman touched a lot of people. And I'm one of the, one of those people, you know what I mean? She was like a second mom to me. Um, but <clears throat> I felt so terrible because like my wife's losing her mom, you know? And at the time I still had my mom. Now I don't. So I, 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 I understand what she went through because we both lost our, our parents to cancer, but like, I felt terrible, but when you're in that position and you want to support someone, it's hard. It's really hard, especially with someone you care about the most, yeah. like, you want to do everything in your power to take that pain away. And then you realize that you can't really do shit about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's nothing you can do to, you can't mask it. You can't take it away. You can't dull it. You, all you can do is be there and be like, all right, I'm going to be here for you. Whatever you need, I got you. And for you to do that for her and her to do that for you. No, I, I totally understand why you guys are still here together now because that's, that's a sign of love. I don't give a shit what no one says. That is a sign of love. When you when you are there for someone and their darkest hour, and yeah. you're going through a dark hour, <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> you love that person. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I, I wasn't just I just wasn't just saying this shit to like not make a point. I'm just, you know that means a lot. Like that's fucking amazing. I mean, then you're losing you know your mom and your grandpa. It's not amazing, <laughs> but. No, no, um, but. <laughs> Absolutely not, but uh, no, that you guys are still together, 
you know, this many years later. And like I said, I've, I've known you for, for a while. I, I don't even pretend to know you as well as your wife does, but, um, no, man, I'm happy for you guys. I am totally happy. And one of my few regrets in life is not being there in Alaska for your uh, wedding. But it was in Alaska, and you know how much my paycheck was because you could Google it, my man. Like, I couldn't afford it. <laughs> 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 I'm going to keep it real. Here we are, like, years later. <laughs> I had money. I am broke. I probably got broke. <laughs> It's totally cool. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to tell you, like, I tell everybody else that, like, fam, wanted to come, but I couldn't make it because money or shit like that. It's totally cool. All, only person I have issues with is my actual my actual dad who said he was coming. And, like, I'm looking for him before the, uh, for the wedding, for the wedding, um, Wedding invitation? No, the night before. The... Oh, I don't know. I didn't do all that cool shit for my wedding. No, <laughs> <laughs> we were no. We was bro- we was really broke back then. <laughs> uh, was it like rehearsal dinner? Rehearsal dinner? Red, yeah, rehearsal dinner. I'm I'm sitting there looking for him because he's like, as far as I knew, he was coming. So I called my sister. Who shout to Shayla. I, I, I'll, I'll talk about Shayla later because we got a wild story. But shout out to Shayla. I call Shayla because Shayla couldn't make it either because she was working or moving or some shit. Either way, she couldn't make it. I call her like, hey, uh, where's your dad? She, She's like, uh, he didn't tell you he wasn't coming? I'm like, well, no. No, he didn't. And oh, yeah. So she's like, hold I'm on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. Give me two seconds. My dog is whining outside the door, and I'm the only person in the house. Hold on. Real quick, hold on, hold on. All right, I'm back. I feel bad for uh, doing that, but I didn't want him to fucking start walling out. Go ahead. Uh, no, it's not like me, me and my dog. But anyway, we. I, I talked to her. And she's like, "I'm gonna call him. I'll, I'll call you back." So she calls him. Like I'm, I'm dealing with other shit with Emily because she's freaking out because at the time the place we were having our having our, the dinner at, they were saying like, "Oh, we don't have enough food to feed everybody," which they were lying because they had more food. So we had to send like people to another fucking place to get food. But anyway, that's that's not the point. So this this nigga called like. I don't know, a couple hours later, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not coming. And I'm like, oh, well, fuck you. Fuck? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to, like, I I decided to, you know, be a better person and, like, like, hey, I want I want to invite you into my life and meet, meet my wife and be there at my wedding because you obviously weren't a part of my life for however fucking long it's been. So... I'm trying to invite you in, and you do me like this. All right, all right, dude. So that, like, every once in a while, I'll hear from him, but it's like that. That relationship is not not good. Damn, that that's that sucks, man. Yeah. But I mean, but all right, so. 
obviously your relationship with your dad, your biological dad is not great. How, how's your relationship with your stepdad? It's actually really fucking good. Like he talking to him when I was in was, was great because he, he retired out of the army in 2001, I think. That was loud as fuck. 2000. <laughs> <laughs> I think he retired in 2001. Like he, he had been in for a minute. And he really wasn't supposed to be like deploying again and everything. Like when he was deploying in the 2000s, 2001. And so talking through that with him and like talking to him about like some of the shit I could talk to him about because, you know, security clearances and shit. Mm-hmm. But you know, talking about shit like that, it it helped. But you know, he he's he's always been like super supportive, and he's always he basically claimed me and my older brother like, "Yep, that's that's my fucking kids." Like, that's basically, cool. yeah, basically, me me and my older brother treat him better than his old his own kids do, and that's that's pretty fucking sad. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, I, I asked that question because. As you know, I'm a, I'm a, I don't feel like I'm a stepdad, but I am, and I mean, um, with Calais, and like, I don't think, I don't think unless you're in this position as a, as a, as a step parent, like you will ever feel this. With Samara, like I know I'm gonna make mistakes. With both my kids, I'm gonna I'm gonna make mistakes, and I'm gonna regret some things that I do. And because parenting is, it's there's no people write books all the time. Fucking books can't help you. Like yeah. each kid is different. Each fucking kid is different. It's like having troops, right? I mean, every, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I no, it's it's the truth. Like having troops is like having kids. Like they're all fucking different. You got to treat them different, and you got to discipline them different. You got to reward them different, and. I think, like, for me and Samara, like, the kid has my DNA, and she acts just like me without, like, being yeah, – she's around me, but, like, she doesn't see the things that she does that I do. I don't know if that made sense the way I worded it. Like, I do really ignorant shit, but I do it in front of people that are adults that can take it. But she does that as a kid, and I'm like – Okay, that's me. That's definitely me. That's my personality. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I, I just I kind of accept it. Like, all right, that's she's me, you know, and I, I I know how to manage that because I know me. But when you're when you're raising um a child, and I've been in Kalei's life her entire life, uh, before birth, um when you they do stuff and it's like you. And you're like, wait, hold up. Like, uh, I know you've been around me a lot, but it, how the hell are you acting like me? But you're not mine. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> but like being a, a step parent, you want to be – part of me wants to be better to her than to book. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just like I don't want to fuck it up. You know what I mean? Because like you don't – she doesn't have to be here. And at any given time, if Carolyn decides she wants to leave – there ain't shit I can do about that. Like I can't make her bring her back to me, right? Um, so when you're a step parent, you I think if you really care about the kids that you're raising, 
you do a little bit extra to make sure that no matter what, they know that you're there for them. Because I think when you have kids and you put some effort into it, they're going to know like, oh, no, my my parents love me, you know. (laughs) 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 But they might like me a little bit, you know. My parents love me, you know. I'm sure DNA and shit, you know. (laughs) Like, if I need blood, I'm sure they would give me some, you know. (laughs) 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 No, but like, I, I just, you know, I empathize with step parents because you know I had one, I am one, and no, I think that's great that you know he stepped up and did his thing, and you were still able to go to him after you joined the military, and you could chop it up about certain shit. Because you know, some of us, like myself, I don't have well, I won't say I have anyone. I I don't have people who family wise that did twenty years active duty to go to and be like, yo. What did you go through? Like one of my mom's best friends, who I call my aunt, and I love her like an aunt. She is my aunt. You know what I mean? Um, she did 20 years in the Air Force Reserves, but that's not the same as doing 20 years. And I love you, Aunt Rita. I really do. I love you, Aunt Rita. Um, it's not the same as doing 20 years active duty and you moving around, you know, every three to four years, or you go on TDYs, you know, back to back to back to back and all that shit. No, I I just, I just think it's really cool that you have that that um that person in your life to kind of give you a little bit of insight, a little bit of guidance, um, you know, for what you're going through, you know. It helped. It helped a lot, especially like when I was coming back from deployments. Like, well, I have to see my family because I want to see my family, but I'm also happy to see him because I can like talk to him about this shit that that just happened. And it's just, like he'll understand. Like, oh, okay, I see what's going on. Like, I think the first two weeks after I got out or after I retired, he hit me up, hit me up and asked me, he was like, how are you doing? Um, do, you, do you have any regrets about being out? Like, what the fuck no. I'm happy to be out. But, but like, like only thing, I told him, like, only thing that I would regret if I couldn't take, if I didn't keep in contact with these people was, like, the people that I've met. Like, I've said many times. Again, I I will stress this to anybody in any anywhere. Have a support group. That's a no, most deaf. Most deaf. That support group, like even if they don't know what's going on with you, they'll 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 pick you up out of shit. Like, and I, I kind of realized. I realized that like uh like during that whole year after I got out after I retired when I was like trying to figure out what the fuck to do in my life during that time it was just like like I kept reaching out to you guys because you know you're my support group that I know but at the same time I was not realizing like I should make fucking new friends because you guys <laughs> you guys got your own lives and shit and you know I I respect that and appreciate it by the way some. Some of the shit I've seen you do it with Samara and, and Clay, I, I've been taking notes, bro. Like, like I, 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 the way, like you, the way, the way you you follow them kids, <laughs> like it's like it's I respect it, man. Like, I listen, I totally appreciate that. Like, and I say this, um, man. Like, I I don't know what I'm doing. 
And I say this all the time. I don't know what I'm doing. If, you know, and you're retired now, so you, you can kind of feel what I'm saying. I'm going to retire from the Air Force one day. And whatever I leave behind, my legacy kind of is what it is. Um, however my parents feel about what I've done in my life, it's kind of is what it is at this point. Um, but my kids, those two little girls... I, I care what they think about me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care what many people think about me. Those two little girls, and even that, that white John from Southern California, I care <laughs> what they think about me. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and I try my best to make sure they have the best life that they can possibly have because they didn't ask to be here. You know what I mean? And so I feel like it's my duty, it's my job to like, all right, from now until – you step out on your own, it's my job to make sure you have the best opportunities, best life that I can provide. And I think that's what my parents did for me. And I want to do that times two for them. And so when you say shit like that, like it, that means a lot to me because as a, I'm not very, um, I don't want to say shallow. Shallow's not the right word. The fuck is the word I'm looking for right now? Sensitive? Yeah, I'm very sensitive. <laughs> when it comes when it comes to my daughter's obsessive. Everything else, nigga, fight me. <laughs> we can run this fade right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but when it comes to my kids, I'm sensitive. So when you say that to me, no, I appreciate that, man. Don't please don't look at me as like the fucking Standard bearer. I am trash. <laughs> I am I'm fucking Forky from Toy Story 4. That shows me parent. I am trash. I am trying my best not to fuck up these kids. <laughs> no, no, it was like it's like a couple months ago. I was telling, telling Emily, like, well, if if definitely if we have daughters, I want to because I saw you taking them on like father daughter dates, and I'm like, I want to do that if I have fucking daughters, because like I mean I'm gonna be the first man that she knows, so why why not take her out for a fun time and enjoy herself and shit? Listen, I want and the reason why I do that is that I want them to find a guy better than me. Yeah. I I'm I'm trying to set a standard, right? Like, so I mean I'm not the greatest. Even with when when I say I'm the greatest, I'm talking about my relationship with Carolyn. I am I don't think I'm a great husband. Because I'm going to, I'm always going to be hard on myself and you know, whatever she says when I, when I fuck up, she's cause I fuck up often, <laughs> you know, I <laughs> <even work. laughs> when she tells me I fucked up, but you know, I, I, um, I don't want them to, if I'm going to be the standard bearer, I need to be better than like the fuck boys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't want them if they go with a fuck boy, and they're gonna be like, mm, "Nah, my dad's a piece of shit, and he did better than this." Like, that's what I want them at <laughs> the very minimum to think. You know what I mean? <laughs> but at the same time, I, I I get it because I'm an only child to my mom, and my dad's oldest, and my stepmom's oldest because she treats me like her oldest kid. Um, I just want to make sure that they understand that you know 
I'm going to give you guys individual time. I mean, it may not be all the time, but I want to do it. You know, like it, I know Samara likes Chinese food. She likes ramen. So we're going to do that. Um, they both like the comic book store and getting comics. We're going to do that, whether together or separate. Uh, when Kalei told me she was, she was mad young. Um, oh, shit. Remember me and you went to uh, WrestleMania back in 13? Was yeah. it 29? Yeah. Yeah, 29. Yeah. yeah, we went 29 together. That was my first WrestleMania. That was what, your second one, right? Yeah, my second one. Yeah. Twenty-two. By the way, by the way, I had a fucking blast with you. One of my best nights of my life. Yo, uh, I, I laughed so still fucking guy guy. I, I'm still a sign guy guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> inside joke for the listeners. Um, uh, yeah, well, me and Joel went to WrestleMania, and um, they, they say New York. It was in fucking Jersey, but we went to WrestleMania together. And when I came home, Kalei said. No, Daddy, I want to go to WrestleMania when next time you go to WrestleMania. And I'm like, all right. As a parent, I said, bet, we doing that. Because my parents could afford to take me to WrestleMania. Right? I didn't go to my first one until 29 or whatever, and I was 29 years old or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> so this year, this year, I had the money. I had the cake. So I went and bought four tickets, me. Kalei, Samara, uh, Carolyn. I almost got a white show on. Carolyn. And we're going to go to WrestleMania in Tampa for WrestleMania 36 or whatever. Obviously, COVID-19, um, you know, can't do it. And I'm, I'm disappointed. I was upset. But at the same time, I don't want people to, you know, put themselves in a position to get sick. I don't want to put my kids in a position to get sick. I don't want to put myself in a position to get sick, especially not my wife. Um so we didn't get to go. And God bless, we had dog. I was in the ninth row from oh, the floor. Remember, we was in what, like row 13 or 14 or some shit when we went? Yeah, it was still nice seats too. Yeah, I was five rows ahead of that shit. <laughs> shit. And, I, and I mean, I had the whole family going. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, I dropped some coin on this, right? And, yeah. you know, I was, I was waiting for it. It was going to be a good time. We had the dog sitters. We had the hotel ready. Like, we was going to do it. But I say, I like to say this, like, we didn't do it. But, you know, that's how I I approach being a parent. Like, I, I mean, at the end of the day, does spending all this money on shit that they might remember, like, great? I mean, maybe. So what? You know, I remember going to shows with my parents and going to wrestling shows with my parents. But what I remember about going to those shows is them taking time out to do some shit with me that I wanted to do. Right. And that's what I feel like as a parent that, you know, I, I, I try to excel at. Like, that's it. I mean, that, that, was, that was my whole point. I wasn't trying to stun on anybody for spending a whole bunch of money that I got back, you know, a month later. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, I say that, like, I mean, don't look at me. I... I don't want to say don't look at me as a fucking um uh something to look look up to, but if you look at me, you see what I'm doing. Do just do like just do ten percent better, man. Like I and I know you can if you if you have if you have kids, just do ten percent better than me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bad time, but yeah, man. Like 
like I think I think there's been a lot of things like I've I've like taken notes of from like say you and like other friends of mine that's like especially especially marriage wise like some someone's just like all right this this could work for us but I mean also I mean we gotta find our own shit which we do but you know I, I still take notes of like what not to do and what to do as well from like everybody else. So, like I said, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your relationship with 3 is fair. <laughs> Y'all probably be the fuck up. <laughs> Man, listen, like, I, I have been blessed to be with someone that compliments me, and I try my best to compliment her, but... Yeah, I, I I have fun. I I you know me, you, you know her. Shit, we've yeah. known each other the same same amount of time, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I mean we we have fun. We have fun, and let me tell you something. Like when I bring you up, she loves you too. Like that, and like you're like fam to us, and you wouldn't be allowed in our house to eat with us and our kids if she didn't approve it. You know what I mean? And you've done that. Yeah. yeah I mean, shit. She, we went over to DC for your. Uh, you know, retirement party, you know, like that's how much, I mean, that's the, the regard she, she holds you into. So no, man, your family, like I'm, you know, we're thankful that you, you think of us in high regard, even though like, she's probably a really good person and I'm just this dickhead that she's married to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> man, I, I think honestly, I think me, you get along so well because we're, we're so much like each other. <laughs> like in, in so many ways, we're, we're like, like each other. And so because of that, it's like, all right, yeah, I get where I get where Doug's going, and I I do what I do, and Doug probably doing the same thing I fucking do. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think you make a better decision than me, but you know, it's all good. <laughs> but, but anyway, I just said we went all the way up to DC for your fucking uh, retirement party. Oh, that shit. <laughs> One, let me just say, it was an honor to come to your retirement party. Hey, I'm glad number y'all one. showed up, for real. Number one, that was an honor. Um, number two, I remember like uh, maybe 14 minutes of it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so, so let me caveat this shit by saying that we went over to D.C. The main reason was Joel's retirement party. We also have friends in the DMV area. Uh, we have some friends from Italy that retired and stayed in Virginia. So we hit them up. It was a good time hanging out with them. Um, Frankie and Juanita, love those guys. Uh, shout out to them. Also, my second supervisor ever in the Air Force is up there in the DMV. Um, uh, Joseph, a.k.a. Jose. Um, you know, oh, It was good seeing him and his family. Um, so we got to hang out with a lot of people that are family to us. You know what I mean? So it was it was great going up there. Now, <laughs> I made the mistake of, and by the way, this is not Joe's fault. I made the mistake of, oh, I'm going to pregame because I don't want to spend a whole bunch of money in this expensive ass DC club. So in the hotel, I had a bottle for my birthday because he had his going away, oh, not going away, his retirement party on New Year's Eve. So my birthday is three days prior. So I had this bottle of Henny Privilege. I took like two, three shots, right? <laughs> Before we got to the restaurant, 
So we go to a restaurant, great food, hanging out, meeting each other, having a good time. Um, his friends are awesome. You know, I'm awesome. My wife's awesome earth than me. Uh, his wife's awesomer than all of us. And <laughs> so then we head out, we head out to this, this fucking, do you consider that a club or a bar? That shit was tight as fuck. I was like a closet. It was, <laughs> it was lit, but it was tight as shit up in there. So his man's in them. I'm blaming Lance. I hope Lance is listening. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We did mad shots, fam. People kept buying drinks. I was over there like drink seven. (laughs) I should have stopped in the restaurant. (laughs) No, but I had a great time and they got to see uh, Drunk Dubsy stealing people's liquor and juice and <laughs> taking selfies with gay couples and being on people's Snapchats. And <laughs> <laughs> we stole the juice, I was in tears. <laughs> 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 I was like, where's the juice coming from? <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck it. You got the bottle too, so let me get a little bit of that. <laughs> Oh man, no! I just remember like with fucking matter of fact, it was uh, it was Kid Cudi came on in there. Yeah, and me and you go crush the band. Like, we was going loud and shit. I was looking at us like, what the fuck is wrong with these two motherfuckers? Why are y'all so hard about Kid Cudi? Like, you, you, you don't even that? know. You don't want to know. It's our shit. It's our shit. All right. You don't know how bad we fuck with this. <laughs> Then we had balloon guy trying to steal my wife. Yeah, right. What the fuck was that about? <laughs> balloon guy was trying to steal Carolyn, and my boy Sean was like, "Hey, you, you, y'all know him?" And I'm like, oh, "Well, calm down, calm down." Because shout, Yo, shout Sean, out. Sean was ready to scrap. Shout yeah, to Sean. Sean. <laughs> Sean's always ready to scrap. It. Listen, there, there are people that like, like I said, they're like family to me. You, Sean, Lance, a couple other people, but if Sean, if Sean, if I say I'm like super cool with somebody, he's like, if something happens like that, Sean's like, uh, you notice, notice, motherfucker, I'll, I'll, I'll fire him. Like, Sean, calm down, bro. It's okay. Oh, oh, by the way, Sean is part of that reason I was really fucked up that night too. But <laughs> did he give you a shot of hitting? I think he did. No, I know he did. I remember it now. That's right. <laughs> well, that was the thing. Like, here's the problem. If I did not take those shots for I left and had the drinks in the restaurant, and I remember, no, I said I don't remember anything, but I remember most of the night. It was actually, when shit gets blank for me was we left the club, and when we got in the Uber, nope, I don't remember really to get Uber. That's it. <laughs> but in the club, I remember everything. And I had a great time, man. I'm glad you invited me. I'm glad I got to come out there. Um, I'm glad I got to meet Sean and Lance and uh, your wife. And it was another person there, wasn't it? Uh, no, I think that was it. That was it? Okay. Yeah. There was a lot of alcohol. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was fucking alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no I, had a, I had a blast. I had a fucking blast, dude. I'm glad I got to do that. Um, I would say oh we should God. do it again, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, man, I think I think that was the last time I went out. So it was just like that was a perfect time to just just go out that last time. And since then, it's been like maybe I'll go to a bar, but 
Bro, I'm drinking at home. Drink as cheap <laughs> drink my my shit that I can buy at home. Speaking of speaking of shit at home, again, that bottle of Casa Dragonas that you got me for retirement, fam. First of all, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Secondly, that shit is smooth as fuck. And like I said, you have a shot waiting on you whenever you come out here. Hey, listen, whenever, because I'm sure I'm going to end up in, I don't know what part of Cali you're in. I'm sure it's SoCal. But whenever I'm back in SoCal, because I know I will, because Carolyn's family's out there, she'll drag me. And we're actually, after I finish this, we're going to get into this, so- this California and how much it sucks shit. Um, <laughs> Um, no, and next time I'm out in Cali, no, we're definitely we can definitely want to link up. Um, hopefully, I'll be retired and we can we can do some smoking, we can do some drinking. Um, not fam. So uh, for those that don't know, I found Casa Casa de Dragones in of all places, fucking Disney World. What? Disney World? Yes, sir. So Disney World, Orlando, Florida. Uh, we went to Epcot. And I discovered while I was there, you can do a world tour of beers, right? Yeah. So you can go because I don't know if you've ever been to Disney World, Epcot, but like it's different countries in Epcot and Disney World. You got Mexico and uh, Germany and Spain, France, Japan, China, like you know all these different places. So when I when we went there originally, we had a. Um, Appointment, not appointment, but reservation at Germany for one of the restaurants. Did the German food. I tried all the German beer, not the big glasses, just a little sampler Jones. And uh, I'm like, and there's somebody was like, oh yeah, you can do all the beers in different countries. I'm like, oh, bet. (laughs) So we went to Mexico. Mind you, I've already drank beer in Germany. I drank beer in, I think, China. And then we went, we go to uh, Mexico. And there's a ride in this indoor building. That's smart one to get on. It's like a riverboat ride, John. Excuse me. I got the henny hiccups. Um, so they go get in line. I'm like, yo, I'm going to hit this little uh, tequila up. It's like a little spot. You get tequila, whatever. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do like a shot of tequila. So I go in there. It's like, hey, what you got for like, you know, tequila? What you, you know, fancy shit. And he's like, oh, you can do flights of tequila. So I'm thinking like half shots flights. You know what I mean? Not not full, not a full shot for a flight. And I was like, well, I look at them and it's like four four different tequilas each flight. And I'm like, hey, I'm talking to the bartender and like, yo, which one should I get? And he's like, Man, listen, are you coming back here anytime soon? At the time I was in North Carolina, so I wasn't in Florida yet. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, I, this is my first time going back to Disney World since I was like seven. And I'm like 32, 33 at the time. And uh, he's like, do the high end. It's like 40 bucks. I'm like, well, shit, I already spent more than that on fucking souvenirs. <laughs> Give <Getting> me <the> money. <laughs> Drop the 40. My man pours me four shots. And, I, and this is four full shots of tequila. Not half shots, not tasters. Four full shots of tequila, right? Mm-hmm. Take the first shot. Well, I didn't like. I didn't like throw it back. I took a sip. God damn, this is good. Took another sip. This is really good. What's that? Oh, this is 1942 Don Julio. Damn, this shit good as fuck. And if you know about 1942 Don Julio, that's good shit. Yeah. Gave me another one. Sipped it. Damn, this is really good. What's this? 
I don't remember anymore. Took the third one. Da, 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 it was really good. I don't, I don't remember what it is anymore. Last one. Take a sip. I took a sip. I, I stopped. I said, the fuck is this? Oh, man, that's <laughs> he said, he said, that's Casa de Dragones. The fuck is that? He's like, oh, man, that's the celebrity tequila. That's that Oprah shit. I'm like, that's that Oprah shit? <laughs> nah, that's that Oprah shit. <laughs> God damn, what the fuck is this again? He's like, yeah, man, no. He's like, nah, this is like top of the line, sipping tequila. Like, yeah, like this is the best shit out there. I was like, all right, cool. Finished it. Boom. Right? So I try to go finish all the other countries on the beers. I made it to France before I started to tap out. And Carter was like, oh, you gonna be a little bitch? You gonna tap out? <laughs> She was trying to be funny. I got an ego, my nigga. And <laughs> by the time I got to England, I just remember there was like this really like I don't even know if she was pretty or not. I just know she had a really nice accent, and she ordered off me beer, and I was like, "I'll take it." Cheers, love. <laughs> anyway, I got trashed at Epcot and fucking Disney World. But anyway, I remember that tequila. <laughs> I remember that tequila. So I think I told you this, but I'm gonna tell you again. And so anyone who likes tequila, the Casa de Gronis, there's two levels to the shit. The bottle I sent Joel, which I have a bottle. No, I, I had a bottle. I drank it already. Uh, it's the lower level shit. Oh, oh that's right. That's better. <laughs> that's, that's the, that's like the, yeah, that's our okay shit. Like that's the okay <laughs> shit. And that's, and that's good as fuck, right? Yeah, the <laughs> shit I had was a two hundred dollar bottle of that motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> so and I and I'm telling you this because the shit I sent you and the shit that I had in my house mm. don't even fuck with that two hundred dollar bottle. Damn. So when I retire, you're retire. You're uh, invited to come to my retirement. Yeah. I don't know. We're, we're not. We're not doing a whole like you know club bar thing somewhere in wherever I'm going to. Hopefully, I'm still in Florida. Uh, <laughs> I don't want a PCS no more. Um, Get tired of that shit, man. <laughs> I, I'm so tired of PCS. <laughs> um, I don't want to move anymore. One last move. I'm moving back to Arizona to retire, and I'm done. Um, but no, I'm, I'm gonna get a bottle of that, and uh, you're definitely welcome to two or three shots. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm coming down for that because, I damn that that shit. The first when I got it, I saw it I was like. That shit looks fancy as fuck. So I poured a little bit, took a step, and I'm like, oh, this is dangerous. I I I gave a little bit to Emily and she was just like, like, what is this? It's like, this is tequila. This is really good tequila. She's like, you keep that away from me. Like, I <laughs> I, I will. <laughs> so, so you know what's funny? What's funny is Carolyn didn't like it. well no. Carolyn, she's She's not a, a straight liquor drinker. Hmm. And she's like, oh, no, it's good, but I'm not, she's not going to drink it straight. And I was like, all right, don't think you're pouring this into your margarita mix because I'll fight you. <laughs> <laughs> Disrespect. Actually, I bought a bottle of, uh, speaking of tequila, I bought a bottle of uh, Terramana, which is the Rocks tequila. How was that? I have not drank it yet. Oh. It is sitting on the fridge. Um, Today is the 1st of May. A week from today will be 15 years that me and Carolyn has been together as a couple. And that's when I'm going to crack that shit open. 
First of all, congratulations. And and let me know how that shit tastes. Oh, I will let you know. I would. Well, what's funny is the dude that I bought it from at the liquor store down the street, and he was like, you drink that yet? I was like, nah, I'm saving it for my anniversary. He's like, why are you still holding on to it? Because when I bought it, my G, you only had one case of it, so I didn't think I was getting more. But... <laughs> <laughs> but don't, all right, so during this quarantine, I've made really good friends with the liquor store, the Thai spot, <laughs> <laughs> and fucking Publix. <laughs> the grocery store. They all know my friend. Hey, Mike, how you doing, buddy? That shit. That's like me. I I made friends with the um the dispensary, the grocery store, and sometimes whoever whoever delivers Postmates if if we get Postmates. But the rest of that, like. But especially the dispensary, because they they set up delivery recently, and like I'll just sit there and shoot the shit with the delivery dude till he's like ready to give me my shit. So all right, so do you got like a card, or I don't know how California works for fucking for weed it, and shit. It, it's legal, but if you don't have a card, it's it's taxed like a motherfucker. But mm, uh, okay. But the dispensary I dispensary I frequent, they um they have veterans discounts. So Oh, you get a military discount on weed? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> when I found out I was like, shit, I Let me show you this green card, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you this right quick. Does this count towards anything? Like before before I settled on like a couple dispensaries that I just mainly frequent, I just take it anyway, like, yeah. Y'all got discounts? And if you're like, no, nah, I'm like, mm, I don't, I don't feel like shopping right now. Well, the reason why I ask is because you know a lot of you know each state is different, right? Like, um, and I know California is kind of free with their shit, but uh, I know in North Carolina, if you had a VA card with a prescription, it was free. What? Yeah. It was like a, a like you know like any other drug you get for um, you know anxiety or some shit like oh here there's some weed here you go buddy go smoke up feel better I was like um you said you went to the VA to get this <laughs> uh, yeah yeah I can't sleep at night I toss and turn <laughs> candlesticks <laughs> in the dark fish the body's being burned <laughs> what, what I gotta tell you to- <laughs> Dropping beams on him. (laughs) (laughs) My splash system. We're even close to Halloween. God damn. (laughs) Now realizing I love him. Yo, oh shit. Now you're reminding me. Who was the dude that worked in SEX that was. White dude, I was always playing rap music. God dang. I mean, that's the best question. You talking about uh, Martin? Maybe, yeah. Maybe it was. Well, he ended up working in my, off- in my office. Oh, for and, real? And he was my supervisor. I wanted to fight him. But <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he was a good dude. He was a good dude. Like, we, we just butted heads on shit and. Um, nah, yeah, it was probably Martin. It was probably Martin. He was the only ball headed white dude <laughs> that played rap music. <laughs> so, 
I remember like going in there, like talking to him about something, something else. He's playing my main monster tricks on me. I'm just like, oh, oh, where is this? This what we doing today? All right, I'm, I'm ahead. Nah, you, you keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> I just, I just want to point out that um, your shop was the only shop with two black people in it when I was there. <laughs> and, uh, you and Merck. Yeah. <laughs> Me, Merck, and Hobson. It was three of us. <laughs> Actually, you no. Know, now that I think about it, they had all the black people in one corner of the fucking, <laughs> the fucking Max. building. Max. <laughs> oh, SCP was just, just... That's why all the black people... <laughs> it was like, what? Well, it was me, you, Merck, Merck Hobson, Clark, Clark, Hobbs, Clark, um, 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 ball-headed young black dude in uh, SATCOM. What was his name? Bucks. He's a DJ. Butters. Uh, uh, shit, there was. Then we had uh, ATL, but ATL was on the other side of the hallway. Yeah, ATL was down there. We pretty much considered one of us anyway, but. <laughs> uh, Baylor was half. Or. Was he black? Baylor is part black. Which, alright, so I gotta, I gotta put this out there. Shout out to Baylor. Um, yeah. Baylor's the one that actually started the Dub C thing. Really? Yeah, he was the one that started calling me Dub C. Because before that, I was just Williams Cotman or WC or W because of, at the time we had Bush as the president. So everybody thought W was funny. Mm. Um, no, he was the one that started calling me WC and it kind of stuck in Italy. And here we are fucking 12 years later, still WC. So shout out to Baylor. Man, shit. You know what? We could do a whole fucking podcast and just the wild shit that happened in fucking Aviano. Facts. Oh, oh, especially, especially the um, the cow bar night. Mm. So wait, which which night? The first or second night? Whichever one had the shots. <laughs> the Diddy that shots. That was both. That oh, the Diddy shots. That was the first night. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, so we started off at your crib, right? That was the yeah. steak and macaroni and cheese night, right? Yeah, we had to had to debate about macaroni and cheese. And did you did you bring macaroni and cheese? I had macaroni and cheese too. I brought mac and cheese, but you know, I thought you grilled steaks that night, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's where we watched uh, Jimmy Fox. The yeah, show. yeah, <laughs> So, all right. So, for those of you who are uninitiated, um, <laughs> Carolyn was backstage side. With the kids. So I was by myself. And everybody's like, oh, shit. Mike, you got to come out with us. You got to come out with us. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. So here I am still thinking in my 26-year-old self or 25-year-old self, I can hang out with the cool kids. I can't. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I made mac and cheese, which if you ever heard about the, the Cotman mac and cheese, it's that shit. Shit's on point. I'm just letting y'all know. I'm good. I'm really good. My aunt... Is better. My grandmother, God rest her soul, ten times better than us. But you know, you won't get hers. You probably won't get my aunt's either. You're not getting mine unless you pay me. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so anyway, I made the mac and cheese with the uh, Joel's crib, and uh, Joel cooked the steaks. Uh, somebody probably made some vegetables, mother shit. I don't remember anymore. But uh, we watched Jamie Foxx's stand up, having a good time. All right, let's head to the bar. Boom, head out to the uh, damn. I sound like Calvin again. Boom, and you know what I mean? Bop, bop, bop. So we got to the uh, we got to the cow bar, and we're having a good time. We're having drinks. I'm sitting down with Joel. We chopped up with some other people we know, and I had a troop at the time, female, uh, 
Diddy. What's good? How you doing, Shout Diddy? Diddy? Shouts to her. Uh, <laughs> she's not Diddy anymore. She's I'm, I'm sure her last name's changed. Crystal. But anyway, uh, <laughs> she's still Diddy. Uh, oh, and the Mexicist. She was there tonight, wasn't she? Oh, yeah, that's right. The Mexicist was there. The Mexicist was there. Uh, Keggy was there. Yeah, Matt was yeah, there. Yeah, Keggy was there. Uh, a couple other people was there. It was a good night. It was, it was the whole fucking uh, Aviano crew was out that night. And um, so Diddy thought she could out drink me. <laughs> I was like, okay, Diddy. I don't think you know. I'm I'm a I'm a registered alcoholic, Diddy. You can't out drink me, right? So <laughs> we're doing shots. Boom, boom. Matt Matt was there. We're doing shots. Yep. Bang, 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 right? And uh, so Diddy decides she's going to switch it up on us because my plan was I'm going to stick to vodka the whole night because everyone knows when you start switching alcohols, fucks you up. Yep. So I'm sticking to vodka, sticking to vodka, sticking to vodka. So Diddy buys a shot. Brings him in shot. Cheers her. Take a shot. The fuck is this? I hand the glass to Joel. What did you say, Joel? This is tequila. Bad tequila. She gives me a shot of bad tequila. <laughs> Damn sure it wasn't vodka. So, so I had a little, a little, little inside info. You know, what I mean, I was doing my little, my little, my little uh, New England Patriot shit. You know, I had the cameras out there. Spike <laughs> Little, little spike coming out, so I know what's going on. They was like, "Yo, you give her fucking uh, Jaeger. It's a wrap." Like, oh shit! Oh, Jaeger fucks her up. Shit! I went to college with white boys. Jaeger don't do shit to me. So <laughs> I go buy her a shot of Jaeger. Let's do a shot of Jaeger, Diddy. Boom, take a shot. I'm she's I'm good. I'm good. Okay, come back five minutes later. Hey, let's do another shot, Diddy. Boom, bam. I'm good. I'm good. Third shot. Mind you, we like nine shots, ten shots in this motherfucker, right? <laughs> On top of what we were drinking at Joe's house. <laughs> Take another shot. This is when Diddy goes Super Saiyan. <laughs> she turns into fucking Vegeta at Super Saiyan 3 and, <laughs> and she tries to fight Matt. For those who don't know, Matt's like fucking 6'1". <laughs> 200 pounds. <laughs> Diddy's like 5'2". Maybe, maybe 100 maybe, maybe, Maybe buck 10. I give buck 10. She's a little muscle on the time. A little buck 10, maybe. Matt picked her up by her underarm. It's like, yo, if you don't chill. <laughs> yo, I think so. So Diddy's like, I can't be the loss. Because I was her boss. And I can't lose my boss. Blah, blah, blah. Family's still going. Says, oh, night two. Boom. All right, cool. I'll come back out night two. So I come back out for night two. And I think it was the night that uh Keggy was out there with us. And the second time, yeah. Some 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 see some white boys, some little young white boys that it was hard talking to my to my young boy like they was crazy. And I stepped up, it's like, yo, was what's what's the problem? Like, yeah, I got yeah, issues, and they they fell back or whatever. I guess me doing that. Invited over the fucking uh, the people who was there to like, uh, I get what's the word I'm looking for here? Test us. It was the IG. IG was out there that night. Oh yeah 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 yeah. That was uh when uh Stewart and all of them were there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I- yeah the IG was out there. So they're like test us, make sure we do our job right, and don't fuck up that type of stuff, right? So they was out partying too, 
and they saw us because they had seen us. Um, and they seen us party, and they seen us like you know on base or whatever. And so they just come over here. We started kicking it. Well, they travel a lot, and so they get a lot of money. They start buying shots. Long story short, I woke up on Matt's couch the next morning. <laughs> and Diddy wanted to claim a victory because, you know, people with more money was buying shots. So as far as I'm concerned, Crystal, as I talk directly into the mic, I won both nights. Because there was a part three, and we'll save that for another night. But it was a part three, and we won't talk about who won that one. <laughs> Yeah, but I, as you can see, every time I hang out with Joel's ass at a bar, I get fucked up. <laughs> I'm bad influence, man. I, I drink it. I'm like, you know what? We're all drinking. Fucking bad meets evil over here and shit. <laughs> right? That's why we're super alcoholic bros. End up like that, that is why we're super alcoholic bros. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is gonna sound weird. Because right. I gotta go, I gotta go pee. I'm gonna make it real quick though. But I want you to, uh, I want you to tell the story because I was there. Tell the story about the young bull that was at WrestleMania with us and his mom and how thick she was. <laughs> oh my god. I had, yeah. hold on, hold on. Before oh, you start, give me, give me a 10-second head start. Start telling the story right back because this is a good-ass story. Tell the people about the mom who took her son to WrestleMania. She's a great mother, by the way. She, she's, she's an even better-looking mother. mother. I'm going to let Joe tell the story right back. <laughs> Yo, she's an amazing mother for taking her son, taking her son to WrestleMania, you know, getting <laughs> Get an experience to see a, a live wrestling show, especially WrestleMania. It's a big thing. But my gosh, she was oh, woo! I I can't remember exactly what she was wearing. And when Dove comes back, you probably can remind me. But she she was sticking a cold peanut butter. She oh she oh <laughs> she was thicker than. Then the aggressions between white people and black people. She was, she was three C's thick. Like, she, ooh, like she, she looked like she should appear in rap videos. Like, she was just that goddamn thick, yo. Like, like ooh. But man, it's just ah. Uh, I said I can't I can't remember exactly what she was wearing, but yo, she she had she had our whole section just basically just sitting there like just like damn she like just saying just how thick she was, yo. But man, <laughs> I think I heard Doug coming back. Yo. Yo, but I guess not. But she was, man, she was a stupid thing. Yo, I, yo, I was just saying, I, I couldn't remember exactly what she was wearing, but I just remember just being like, 
I'm in them tight ass pants. I remember that much. <laughs> <laughs> the pants were struggling. It was like it's like watching Bailey and tights. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what he said because I literally ran to the bathroom. But let me tell you something. Uh, she was bad. <laughs> she, yeah, but I think she's taking a cold, cold peanut butter. <laughs> taking a cold grits. <laughs> 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 wait, wait, though. wait, so young boys out there, right? He's having a blast at WrestleMania. He's not with these bunch of grown ass men, yeah. <laughs> and his mama is grown ass men. <laughs> we are like, oh uh, yeah, you're a real lucky young man. <laughs> Why am I real lucky? Because you got to go to WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. yeah mom's fine as fuck. <laughs> We're, we're happy for you, but we're happy that your mom's here. <laughs> like I'm let you finish. I'm real happy for you, bud. <laughs> yeah, we had way too much fun at that shit talk. <laughs> the young boy, no, I, all jokes aside, he, the kid was really cool. I'm, I'm glad he got to spend it with us because we made, we tried to make it as, as much fun as possible for him and us. Yeah, uh, his mom was bad. She was cool as shit too. Yeah. Um, that whole section was real cool. Uh, <laughs> fucking Dusty Rhodes. People <laughs> <laughs> behind us telling us that uh, Michael Cole's gonna explain to us like we're eighty how to set up the WWE WWE um, app. <laughs> I mean, we, know, we had so much fun and all the jokes he was cracking it wasn't just even me and you it was like the people in front of us people back of us yeah um, <laughs> you, know, you know what like I, I almost had tickets to Wrestlemania what was it 15 that was in Philly oh word was, it, was that the one that was in Philly yeah the one with uh, almost, I, I almost had tickets there the one with The Rock in Austin Almost, yeah. went, and by almost, my parents told me they're gonna try. That's by almost what I mean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so like I, that was like my first opportunity to go, and they tried. They really did. They really did try. And um, actually, funny story. Uh, they tried, and I tried to get tickets, and I couldn't go because we tried to get tickets, and we just couldn't get through. Couldn't get the tickets, whatever, and end up getting me um, tickets to SmackDown a few few months later. Which like that that's a shout out to my parents for doing that for me because you know they, they made me a wrestling nerd and they continued to foster that bullshit and I'm still a wrestling nerd. Um yeah, but they that, I mean they took me to every wrestling show I've ever been to until not that one. There was one I went to in Phoenix with uh uh Brent and Ashley, the Pistex. Shout out to them. I was stationed with them in Arizona. That was the first time I saw Kofi. Kofi was still in the other fucking dark matches back then. Oh shit! Damn, that was, that was the, the rated RKO days. Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah. I, I went. I went to. I went to a show back then, and um, and uh, yeah. So that was only my. So when I went to that show with Chew, was only my second show as an adult, in my first pay per view. That was my second show. Period. Really. Yeah, although I only went to twenty two with with Cookie. Shout, shout out to Cookie, man! Like he, he shout, out to, 
<laughs> he's one of those people that's like my brother, but like it's been like a whole bunch of laughs throughout the years just because of just random shit that's happened. But just just like what happened with you, you he just hit me up one day. He's like, "Hey, you um, want to go wrestling?" Again? And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, let me see if I can get leave." And I could. It was like, "All right, go to WrestleMania." But yeah, 22 was my first wrestling show ever, and then 29 with you, and then like the NXT show out here, and a couple of indie shows, which indie shows are fucking awesome. I do. I can't wait to go to one of those. But do you know the story behind me inviting you to WrestleMania? Uh, nah. All right. So originally, I bought the tickets for me and Dave. Yeah. And Dave couldn't pay for them. So I was like, well, fuck. You know, like I, I wanted to take Dave because no offense to you or Cook or anybody else. Um, you know, I've known him since birth. His right. birth, you know what I mean? And I, I wanted to go with, like, my brother. Like, I've known this nigga I, our entire lives, you know what I mean? And he couldn't do it. It was all good, whatever. So I was like, all right. And it's not a shot at you, but the next best person was, I was like, all right, Joel. Let me hit up Joel. And this, I was deployed doing all this. So I hit you up, and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm down. Let's do it. And I was like, bet. So, like... I have no regrets that my first WrestleMania is with you. Like, I'm glad it was with you. We had a fucking blast. Like, I would, I want to do it again. <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> but like, I just want to put it out there. Like, the original, the original plan was me and Dave. And at some point, at some point in life, and I, you know, uh, I know he's got his things going on or whatever. Um, we going, we going to do a whole, you know, the whole crew. We going, we going to do a show one of these days. Hell yeah. Man, but I I am honored that I was number two behind Cook because that's my dude too. And one of these days I'm gonna meet Cook face to face. Man, listen, he he he's like he's one of my favorite people that I ever met. Who who like shout out to Kima. Kima kind of reminds him reminds me of him. Kima's Kima's the same man, the dude that does uh, does beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yo, shout out to him because I fucks with his beats. Yeah, he's. If I could rap, if I could rap, and I can't, I would try <laughs> really, really hard to make really good songs with your beats. <laughs> Man, he, he is fire, and I, I'm. I told him to his face, and I'm telling. I'm saying it on this. Niggas fire with those beats. I may like, may not like them all, but nigga, nigga, you fire. Keep doing what you're doing. Anyway, yeah, yeah, no, definitely keep doing what you're doing. But Cookie, like I'm, I met him. To another friend of mine at in Japan, and I forgot what the fuck, what the fuck happened. We joked around about some shit before, but I saw this nigga at the gas pump, and <laughs> he was having a hard time like fueling up the vehicle and shit. And I did it easily because it's like I just gotta do this shit. I've been doing it forever. So this thing, <laughs> he had issues uh, gassing up his vehicle or the Jeep or GOV. The government vehicle, and so he, after that, he was like, "Nigga, nigga, I had all these issues, and you doing your shit, nigga, you fuels." So he, he <laughs> that day, and like since then, like me and that dude's been like close to shit. Like every once in a while, we'll, we'll go without talking for a while, but what we do is just like funny as shit, just like me and you, whenever we talk. 
<laughs> you know, it's it's funny is that like I've never met him face to face a day in my life. And that's my guy. Yeah. Like I, I consider him my brother and it's only because of, you know, you introducing us. Um no, it's just we have so much in common. Like so much in common. That's just wild. You know what yeah. I mean? And he's a good dude, man. Shout out to Cook. Um No, we need we need to all do a show together and just have a good time and fucking I don't know what we're doing, I'm gonna tell you where it's not gonna be. It's fucking California. <laughs> now that I'm, I'm I'm here now, we're going to talk about this now. So I've been to California five fucking times, and two of those times is Ridgecrest, California. And if you've never been to Ridgecrest, California, don't fucking go. Okay, number one, nigga, why? It's a shithole. <laughs> it's a yes. fucking shithole. Yes. <laughs> number two, the other one, two, three times I've been to California was fucking. Uh, Lancaster, Ugh. Lancaster, California, is shithole. The only thing good to ever come out of Lancaster, California, is my wife. Okay, <laughs> I would have. And then she had the audacity to. All right, I am an East Coast kid. I am North Philly, born and bred. Right, I'm an East Coast dude. First time going out west. Right was. Well, I mean, you could say Arizona was west. That's southwest to me. But first time I'm going to the west coast, I go to California, right? And I'm going to Carolyn's hometown. We go to Lancaster. Lancaster is a shithole. Cool. I can live with that. We're not all from big cities. Uh, so she says, I'll take you to LA. Bet. We get in the car. We get on, was it 101, I-10? I don't know the fuck it is. We get out there and there's traffic. I'm like, being a tourist. Oh shit, LA traffic. Ah, like I'm all excited and shit. I see the fucking Hollywood sign. Oh, it's crazy. The Capitol building. Wow. You know what I mean? I get out there and they take me to the fucking Hollywood Fashion District. Now, wait, wait. You understand that's not cool. For people who don't know who've never been to Hollywood Fashion District, like I did when I got out there, this is not Beverly Hills. This is not Rodale Drive. There's no white people here. (laughs) This is is the fucking Mexican fashion district. Yeah, if you want pineapple with fucking chili sauce on it, boom, this is the place (laughs) you go. Which is fire, by the way. (laughs) Which is definitely fire. (laughs) You want street corn, this is where you go. (laughs) You want a bacon wrap hot dog, fam, you're in the right spot. (laughs) And listen, I, I love all these things because I lived in fucking Phoenix for two and a half years. That being said, I did not want to see Phoenix in California. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Next time I, come back. Listen, so as far as I'm concerned, fuck California. That place sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen a nice part of California ever. <laughs> Fair. Fair, I'll take you around. If you come out here, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still mad. I'm still mad. I'm still mad. <laughs> here's the fucked up part is I can't even be that mad at her because every time she's been to Philly she's like oh you're gonna take me to see the love statue you're gonna take me to go see the Liberty Bell and I'm like that shit corny anybody go to that bullshit so now I feel bad because I never took her but she took my ass to the fashion district of fucking Hollywood (laughs) here I am thinking I'm I'm going to 90210 no motherfucker you going to you go to burrito 911 motherfucker that's where you're going (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> I love you. I love you, Carolyn. I love you. <laughs> but one of these days, I'm going to see a nice part of California. I don't know who's taking me. Somebody's taking me. God damn it. Fam, <laughs> next time you come out here and no, I got you. I got you. Fuck it. <laughs> well, I'll take your place. I got you. Take you to a good place. No, we're we're gonna do a big. I, I, I'm cracking jokes. I, I get it. Like, I, I it's just like I said. Like, Carolyn comes. Carolyn's been to Philly probably more times than I have in the last. Uh, we've been together fifteen years, so she's probably been to Philly more times than I have in the last fifteen years. And um, no, I've never taken to any tourist spots. Never, not even once. Not even once because I I just don't I don't know the tourist spots. Like, oh, I want to go here. Why would you want to go there? <laughs> like that's how my thinking is. Like the love statue, no, and it's like down the street. Like no one stops to take pictures of the love statue. What the fuck is wrong yeah. with you? That's like me here. I'm just like, like when Lance came out to visit, he's like, I want to see all. Like we're just gonna see sites. He's like, all right, we'll see it. But I mean, some of the stuff I'd rather see, like say Hollywood. I'd rather see Hollywood at night because I mean, you got the lights up and everything. And there's less people. Like walking across the fucking fucking road and shit. So my thing is see Hollywood at night, and not only that, you might see some like fucked up yet funny shit, like somebody overdo- overdosing or something. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but like see see other shit like the Hollywood sign. Like I can see when I when I used to live here, I could see the Hollywood sign from like driving around in the hood. But get close to that shit, it was just like oh. This shit is still here. It's it's cool, I guess, for somebody who's not here. But so so I know I joke with you about you know being from South Central LA and you being a crip, but (laughs) 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 tell the people and me honestly, where the fuck are you from in California? (laughs) Okay, so I am from South Central LA, not a crip. (laughs) I'm just a blur. (laughs) But anyway. Yeah, I'm from South Central LA. I um, first ten years, my, well, I was born in Inglewood. We lived. Oh, in- he said Inglewood. This nigga is a crip. Don't let him lie to you. Inglewood <laughs> <laughs> is all good. <laughs> this nigga's a crip. <laughs> I'm crip right, right now. While I take my stuff. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> No, but um, yeah, but look, lived in South Central like first ten years of my life, and then like, like right after I turned ten, we moved to Louisiana. Cause again, shout out to my mom. She she always has like either bad feelings about something or whatever. She she was like, "Oh, we're going to Louisiana," which it seemed like oh, it's planned out, but but she's like, "We're moving to Louisiana because." We just need to move to Louisiana. So, like, a little after we moved, like, the riots happened. It was fucking weird. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I stayed in South Central for, like, first 10 years of my life. It was not, 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 not a gangster. Like, DJ Quick. Well, we, we all know DJ Quick was actually a gangster because he's, oh, he's a blood. He's a blood. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was super all over the place. So he's not a gangster. Anyway. <laughs> yes, you are. You, yes, you are. No, no I'm not. <laughs> I see you. 
So so now we know the truth that Joel is actually not a crip, but he is from Englewood slash <laughs> Louisiana, which tells me he's still a thug because you can't live in <laughs> South Central LA and Louisiana and not be a goddamn thug. <laughs> I, I got thugs. No, no, I'm a blurred. I don't I don't do gangster things. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You probably powered up and fucking hit a nigga with a goddamn Kamehameha or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, you never know. Sometimes, sometimes might have to pull it out. <laughs> like, is this thing about to do a combat? You know what? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. By the way, I'm kidding. Like, I'm from the hood too, and I'm not a thug by by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you run up on me, you won't get shot, but you will get messed up because I'm still from the hood. <laughs> 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 just because I'm blur shit doesn't mean you won't get if you run up. Don't think as I read books I'm gonna fight you, mama. <laughs> My God. <Come. laughs> don't get don't get it twisted. Um <laughs> shit. still catch two pieces. <laughs> God dang. No, but no, seriously though, like I, I joke, but one of these days, I'm gonna go to Cali. We're gonna hang out, we're gonna shoot the shit, we're gonna finish up that bottle of tequila. Or, you know, maybe get the, the higher end bottle, finish that off. Hell um, yeah. But I I don't I don't think I got I don't think I got more questions. I mean, we didn't talk about quite a bit. Talk about a lot. It's been man, we It's been two man. hours and forty five minutes and twenty two seconds. I got a counter. I got a counter. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I mean, you know, we would we haven't Talked in what? Since our retirement? Our retirement party? Like, talk, yeah. talk. No, no, we haven't talked all since then. No. And I, I think even then, it wasn't like uh, like one-on-one talking, like me and you. I don't think we've done that like one-on-one in quite a minute. Um, since, since we have a barbecue, that was it. <laughs> yeah. No, man, I, I, I am very thankful you sat down and did this with me. Um this has been an honor. Uh, I appreciate you being second episode of this, and uh, I don't want to end it, but you know, I think it's it's <laughs> I think it's kind of time to end it. Um, <laughs> by the way, I didn't I didn't I was supposed to ask at the beginning uh, what you drinking on or what you smoking on. What's up? What's what you, what you got? What you got? So I had some of the eighteen year Jameson I was sipping on, and I took half of this um this edible bar, which. I mean, it's doing its thing, but I also puffed on a little sativa beforehand too. Eighteen year, eighteen year Jameson. Yeah, that's that shit you can only get in in Ireland or in a duty free shop. Oh, this motherfucker! Come on, my show stunting on me with his eighteen year old <laughs> stunting Fan. on me on my show. Fan, I, <laughs> all right, listen, listen, I. I was gonna keep this as a secret until your retirement, but I'm trying to get you a bottle. Hey, listen, bro. Anything you give me for my retirement, I will appreciate. You can write me a note saying you suck, and I'll be happy to keep, <laughs> <laughs> keep that as a retirement gift. <laughs> listen, like for me, I, all right. Um, I know you try to keep your shit like kind of real low key and just you and your people's I mean like my retirement if I do a big thing it's not for me I'm a I'm gonna straight up tell you that it's not for me it's gonna be for 
Dwight John and the kids because they support me and all the shit I do. But um, no, I um, no, I'm not. I'm looking forward to it because it's one of those, and I, I know you already feel it. It's like it's an accomplishment, and it's like I can let it go. I can just walk away from it and let it go. It the Air Force has given me so many great things, and I've talked about all the great things, a lot of great things on this podcast. But I just I'm done. I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired of moving. I'm tired of moving. I love you guys. Like you, like the people I've worked with. And that's the other thing. Like, I'll say I was going to end this podcast, but anyway. But, but uh, um, like, all right. So you retired. Yeah. I was still running. Yeah. Cook's still running. Yeah. Like, how many people you still had running when you were when you were retiring? All right. When I retired, it was you and Cook. Uh, let's see. Uh, what about one of my coworkers, Shantae, who was like, who was like, definitely my family when I when I was in uh, Sector of Comms because she she's also one of those people that like was there when she didn't even know she was supposed to be there. Shout, shout out to Shantae. Shantae is good. Shout out to her. Shout out to her. Um, let's see. Well, hmm. You three. Fuck. Who else is left? I think that was it for the most. For the most part, oh, my boy Lowry, who just got out last summer, he he was still in, but he was in Colorado. No, take that back. He was in New Mexico. Me and, me and him. Gross. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> shout, shout out to Stins. He's out in, he's out in New Mexico. He likes it there. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. But anyway. Why? Why though? No, he, he 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 likes there because he's a first shirt. His wife likes it there. He's happy. Like, I get it. You know, when your home life is happy, you don't give a fuck where you're at. But no, I'm not going to New Mexico. I'm not going to New Mexico. Fuck that. that there's <laughs> nothing going on there. But anyway. Shout out, shout out to him. He he was also one of those people that were in when I got out. I think that's I think that's it that I can remember off the top of my head. So I'm gonna tell you like this. I feel like I'm the last motherfucker still standing right now. And that's not to say there's not people still in. There's people I'm really cool with that I, I love, but um like the people I'm super, super tight with, yeah. like everyone's done. Either they got out, they retired, or they're gonna retire before me, like years before me. And man, it's that 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 one for me is it's a hard pill to swallow. Like I'm really like the last of a I don't want to say last of a generation, but yeah, it's, I'm kind of by myself now. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It's it's rough. It's rough. Like, cause I mean. People don't know what it's like to be in in the early two thousands. Facts, Especially or even for you, like it was the late nineties. You know, what I mean, <laughs> see, like seeing, I see the change from like before to or nine eleven happened to like afterwards, and like all that shit that changed because of it. But yeah, it was it's fucking wild. Yeah, man. That, I mean, that's a whole another conversation we have for you know part two of this conversation but 
No, like, I, I just feel like, you know, it's just time. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Like, in fucking Space Force trying to get me to cross over. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you post about that shit. I'm like, what? No, why? Fam, no. I'm Listen, like I said, I got four years to go. Um, as much as I have my, my bitterness, I... Air Force since I retire, and I'm 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 gonna enjoy these last four years, and I've enjoyed the first sixteen, even the the bad parts of it. And <laughs> sorry, <laughs> no, it's a uh, I I just you know you you come up with people and you know they they retire or they move on do other things, and I'm sure it's like that in the civilian world too. But now I'm just glad I got to meet people like you. Hang out with people like you, and um, there's mad people out there I can shout out. Mad people out there I can shout out, but I'm not gonna do that right now. I'm not gonna do that right now. <laughs> no, that's somebody probably between both of us is just like people were just there and didn't even didn't even know it, but you know. But yeah, man. All right, all right. So I'm gonna because we're getting close to three hours. I'm gonna ask this one last <laughs> question. <laughs> I'm asking one last question because this supposed to be about you, not me. I'm trying to, I'm trying to introduce people to like you know our lifestyle, what we go through and shit. The fucking, you know, just being young black dudes that join the military, and we end up you know 20 years later retiring and all this shit. But yeah. um, so one last question. It's a two parter, and feel free to answer this any way you want. Um, give me. In your opinion, the best part about your career, and then the well, you can do it either way. Worst part about worst part about your career and best part about your career. Hmm. Worst part about my career would be probably it's probably something that's like more on me, where I took a lot, like I don't know, first probably ten years or so, I took the job to too too hard or not too hard but more like more to heart and like just let that shit ride with me and like I think that like probably helped sour my take on like my whole career in Air Force best part of it by far and I probably mentioned it through this podcast like and I will mention it till like my dying breath the fucking people that I fucking met, that includes you and everybody else that I fucking met throughout my career, that kept me sane, kept me happy, hell, fucking made me laugh, like, shit. Like, we do fucking all the time we talk. Like, I, pre- I appreciate you guys more than anything else in my fucking career. And that, that, like, your guys' support, like, met, met the fucking world to me, and it still does. Because, I mean, like, it's 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 our job just to do this shit, but, you know, sometimes, sometimes you feel like you don't have a support group, but, I mean, you do, and I really appreciate you guys, all of you. Well, let me say I, I'm happy I could be part of that support group, and I'm happy that you've been part of my support group, and, um... No, you like I said, you're my brother, man. Like I love you. Um, love you that's real. It's uh, I would never lie about some shit like that. Um, 
but as we draw close <laughs> to fucking three hours, <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's three hours of great material. I think it's three hours of greatness. But you know, you know, somebody might yeah, say it otherwise. My ass. He's me and my guy. We had a fucking good time for three hours. Exactly. <laughs> I don't. I listen. Hold up. I don't do these podcast shits for. Part of me does it for everyone else, but for the most part, I do it for me. Um, like I said, this is my therapy and talking to people I care about, people I, I fuck with, people I admire, people I respect. Um, you know it. I'm I'm so happy you sat down with me, and I'm I can't wait to do this again one day. Uh, yes, definitely, fam. I'm- um, no, like I I say this all the time. Like this is not this is understand that when I say this, and I'm not disrespecting anybody who's listening. I'm I'm so happy you guys listen to us. Um, but I do it for me, man. Like I I, I want the I think Joel's story should be told. Um, and that's coming from not just being his friend or someone who admires him. I just think that it's something that for people who don't know what it's like to grow up, you know, and be in the military and be a black dude and, you know, be in an interracial relationship or lose a grandparent or fucking, you know, just travel the world, you know, just not be the stereotypical bullshit that you see on TV on or hearing radio or hearing podcasts and shit. Like these are real people. Joe's a real person. I'm a real person. And that's what I want to put out there. If this reaches fucking five people, I'm happy. You know what I mean? Um, and that, and that's, and that's how I feel about this. So I'm thankful for Joel. I'm thankful for anyone who's hearing this, that it reaches your ears, man, take this shit in, man. I know we joked and we laughed and we had a good time, but, Man, he, he he said some shit, you know. Um, he said some personal shit, and I appreciate that. And I think you all should appreciate it too. So, say thank you for joining Dove C Speakeasy. Um, Joe had that good eighteen year fucking Jameson. He had that good edible. <laughs> I'm on some standard henny tonight, you know. Um, I had a pint. It's down to maybe a quarter left in the pint. Oh, so. <laughs> I just been sitting here throwing it back. I still got a little bit in my glass. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I don't think y'all can hear this, but ah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it ain't the last one with music. I don't know how to pump music into this new platform. So that being said, hey, hey, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Joel. I really appreciate it. Um, this is Dub C. This is my speakeasy. Come knock on my door. I'll pour you a drink. We have a good time. We talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, peace, love, and you know, all that good shit. We out. Late. Peace. <laughs>